0: Don't mess it up like last week. Cheers. Cheers. That went everywhere. Oh. Evan fumbled the bag. Cheers. To episode 45. To episode 45. This is called Big Wave Golden Ale by Kona. How is it? It's
1: alright, but it's the coolest can of all time. What would you rate it out of 10? Prince, pattern. not
0: a notable beer guy, so that must be... good. Well, topic. that's okay.
1: That's why I'm asking his, for his opinion. And uh, most comparable beer to it. That's common.
0: It's like if you try to make an IPA with a Corona light. Ooh. So it's like stronger hops, but it's still like light. It's a,
1: a hoppy. There's some hops yeah. in it. Oh, I might have uh, water with uh, I have veggie powder. Table, it's gross.
0: Sweet, Sweet man. super nectar of the gods, push light. Nectar? You have one of those um, digital camo cans with the orange rims?
1: Yep. Fall edition. Oh, I just lost you guys. I am so lost right now. <laughs> yep, it's right here.
0: That's yeah, really crisp. Really clean.
1: How's your okay. life, Evan. What's
0: uh, Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021, 6.02 p.m., and welcome to the 8-in-1 club, boys. Oh. Come on in. The water, the water's Worry warm. Worry about your own team. I haven't peed in the pool yet. Uh, <laughs> but the water is warm. Welcome. I have no comment.
1: Pure domination by Purdue. Do, Purdue, good for them. You know. You know what? Shout out to that
0: program. Let's put Purdue in the national conversation are
1: so good. Let's just say one thing. When you're inside that stadium foreshadowing, they blow their horn through their speakers nonstop. Nice. Just every big play, like they're on defense or anything, anything good happens, it is just a train horn in your ear. Evan, I
0: heard on the very first third down that we were watching the game, I heard it come through the background. I go, oh, I'm asking Evan about that because that has to be, like, one of the more annoying and also intimidating third down things.
1: It was Grant said it was. Awesome. Now that I think about, now that I think about it more often, it, beyond annoying. Like I would rather hear like the Viking skull just them blowing the horn nonstop over just a train noise just in the back of your head.
0: You think about it, it's like not, it's not something you hear a lot. The only they can do it because they're the Boilermakers, Really, I guess the Houston Astros about it. Yeah, what's an Astro?
1: I don't know, but they have a the train.
0: Astro, some like space star. Yeah, what does that have to do with trains? Well, they have trains in their ballpark, and they blow the train horn when they hit bombs. I'm not saying they deserve to do it. I'm just saying they do it. it doesn't make sense why they would. Yeah. Um, So outside of the Evan's trip, spoiler, Evan
1: went to Ross Eight Stadium. Um, Gross. I I tried to get a picture for the Twitter account, and I was in there a little bit late, was doing a little pre-gaming, and I tried to get one to load, and it just was not going through, and I gave up.
0: West Lafayette strikes me as a town that is bottom five percent in cell phone service in the country.
1: Um, I guess everybody else around me, everything else was loading besides Twitter. <laughs> People were sending off Snapchats left and right, and at that, at one point, I just gave up because you know we were, we we're down twenty-one to seven. So I was like, "Do I really need to send this tweet out right now?" No.
0: Yeah, you got to feel the moment, right? Good call. <laughs> really good professional call there. Um, Alex, how was your week? Um, I went to work all week, per usual, sucks, work sucks. Somebody has to. Um, this <laughs> weekend, Saturday, you know, sucked. Most most of it sucked because we lost. And then I went to the bar Saturday night, basically a basement frat party bar. And it was pretty fun. It was pretty enjoyable. And it was funny to watch our friends in that bar. But I'm not going to name his name because I, I know he listens to the show. and I don't think he'd want us to talk about his, his state that. I can talk more about the bar in my recap without other observations I noticed from it. Uh, one, out of the way, got a haircut. First time I think I haven't seen it. It's pretty short. Real short, I'd say, for me. Kind of weird timing because it's cold out now. Really felt the first, like, crisp air right through my head. Uh, two, thanks to Alex. I tried HelloFresh meal service for the first time. Not a free ad. In my life, and good point, Alex, um, after trying their service, I would appre- I, I don't want to discourage them from becoming advertisers, but I'll tell them this, I will not be the one reading the ad reads. I'm gonna leave that to Alex. I just didn't enjoy it. I just, call me call me not a chef, call me a simpleton. I just didn't enjoy the process. It all took too many directions. It's just give me the ingredients and let me go to work. Let me freestyle. Don't put me in a box like Jim Harbaugh puts his quarterbacks. Let me cook like Matt Corral at uh, Ole Miss. I just didn't enjoy it. What, Alex? You're you're gonna die on the Hello Fresh hill? No, I just it's. I can say that safely. Evan would probably enjoy it. He likes the whole cooking process and cooking. You're so impatient that you probably just wanted to grab all the stuff and just hopefully it magically made itself in front of you. So it's. You're not a good person. You're not wrong. (laughs) No. (laughs) If it's good or not, you're actually probably the worst person to try. The other problem with it is too is I like to make a bunch of things in bulk so I don't have to cook a lot like maybe once or twice a week and then I can mix and match things to spice up different meals. With the HelloFresh, I felt stuck like – to be honest with you guys, I made like a a chicken fettuccine dish at like 10 a.m. today and I've had it twice already. I'm going to eat the third serving of it tonight. It's just super boring. It's the same thing every day. I don't think I could do it.
1: Yeah, it's, it, like
0: I said, you're the worst person to try this. I just simply gave you the code. No, I that appreciate that. It was free groceries. I loved it.
1: Yeah, um, Evan, if you
0: want a code, I can give you one you can get two wow. free meals. Yeah, hello codes. Just need your email address. Okay. Yeah. HelloFresh plug. Maybe we'll give that out as a um, like a little teaser if you listen to the podcast or retweets a giveaway. We'll give away HelloFresh codes from Alex. Okay. Um, Not a free app. Friday, Saturday, drank way more than I wanted to. Whoa. Or anticipated. Legal adult. Yeah, I, I think everyone knows. Well, I guess they don't, but yeah.
1: Grant's 19. You've been drinking on this podcast since day one. What are you yeah. talking
0: about? Um, so Friday, uh, super low loser moment, I would say, but I don't regret it at all because sometimes the boys just have to like play video games and oh, my out. <laughs> so I got off work at like 8 p.m., which is weird on a Friday because you don't really feel energized to do anything really. You know, like- when you get off work at 5 on a Friday, you got like that three-hour window to kind of hype yourself up and veg out and get ready to drink. When you get done at 8, you're like, I don't really want to get go anywhere. So when I want to veg out, I go right to my old faithful NCAA 14, Road to Glory. I'm a wide receiver at LSU, having a great season. The team's not doing hot, but I'm doing hot. I'm in the Heisman race as a freshman. Not a big deal. So I played one game, and I think that kind of inspired Alex. He's like, let me get in this action. So he he, he creates a quarterback, and I'm like, eh. I don't really want to go in my room and do nothing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch him, but it's kind of, you know, it's not kind of boring sometimes to watch people play video games. So I'm like, I need to get myself involved. So essentially, I role played like I was the coach of the team slash Alex's dad. He basically <laughs> made all my college decisions for me. Yeah, I told him what what schools were our college choices. I hate um, where I ended up. I'd like to enter enter the transfer portal. Um, and I played this fun game where every time he's playing on Heisman. For those that know, know, every time he threw a pick, I had to take a shot.
1: I threw six in a game. Let's let's just just cut to the
0: chase. Let's just say in week two of the high school football season, Alex took through six picks. So they quickly became sips and not shots. Um, And we got pretty blitzed by the end of the night. We simulated enough through where Alex uh, chose Nebraska as his school. My fake video game dad chose Nebraska. And uh, let's just say they lied to our faces. They came in our living room and recruiting picked. Scott Frost came in our living room and promised us first string. And... We showed up for its first day, and we were third string. I had to battle I'm with the really first involved. string. So I'm battling for the starting job this week to uh, to play in week 11. Yep. Yeah. So that's Friday. It's
1: disappointing.
0: Didn't get hung over, which was huge. Credit to me. Uh, went to Bob Evans Saturday morning alone, alone, alone. alone. That's how Evan knows alone.
1: Like, he went by Come
0: him. on, somebody go out there with him. <laughs> I go Alex. It was like 10:30. I'm like, do you want to go to Bob Evans? Like I don't really think leaving. I was like, all right, I'm going because I need it. Evan, I kid you not, you'll appreciate this. I pulled into Bob Evans at 10:57 a.m. I was eating my omelet at 11.10 a.m. Just Un- that out, baby. <laughs> unbelievable. A great service. Two <laughs> waitresses. <laughs> Two waitresses came up to me and asked for my drink order so much that so I had to turn the other one away. Like I've already been helped, but I really appreciate you. <laughs> like it's just unbelievable service there. Shout out to that Bob Evans um and then saturday took a midday nap as we do to wake up to find we have two friends coming over i'm like let's go let's have ourselves a day um i'll just say ben and ben they know who they are watching football uh and then after the purdue game alex was like you know what i'm hitting the bars whether you guys are coming or not it's more like
1: hitting the bottle
0: hitting the <laughs> bottle and i'm going to the bars uh it was a great i wasn't didn't want to go out at first was having some stomach problems but i was like you know what <laughs> i'll go out so we went out it was super fun um, this one chick, I think threw up three different times and like there was a trail oh, of puke leading into the, the bar. In so yeah. that was kind of scary. Gross. And then once you got Gross. in, like Alex said, it was just kind of a glorified frat party. that was a little bit more like preppy clientele where like you can tell everyone's like out of college at least. Um, yeah. And I think you would have enjoyed it. It was fun. We just took turns buying the group four people drinks and just kept running it. Ben's hat got passed around like the bottle you know like I, I looked up and a different person had on his michigan hat at different points in the night yep and i'll also um, say shout out ben and bench for just always having a new drink in my hand before i finished the one before that they're just like always ready with another round they're impressive and our group as a whole for being good citizens and helping out a really drunk lady uh, yep. that was basically passed out on the sidewalk good people and then last observation was it was one of the few times I can remember where I was actually out and awake looking at my phone when daylight savings time happened. So that was a riveting experience. Just sitting there, it's like, oh my gosh, guys, wait. It went back to 1 a.m. I'm gonna be honest, it felt a little weird. It felt like I was stealing time or something. I was like, yeah. I mean, I, you would be I'm proud. Just, we uh, we pulled
1: a U. And we shut down the bar. So
0: Great. I forgot that. We still have that in our bag. We still have it. The lights came on, I go, it's that late? It is weird when the <laughs> when the lights in a bar come on, it is a is a very weird feeling. You see all these people you've been around for the last hour and a half, and you're like, oh. what they really look like? <laughs> 1.45 uh, a.m.? It's pretty weird. Yeah, it's a good time. Though. Yep. I have one, before Evans, I have did one you brief. just brain freeze? What no, happened? I was like, in my mind, I was just out whether <laughs> I should just go and get this weird thing out of the way that I did some research on, because it's been on my brain all day, or I should just give it to Evan, I'll get this out of the way. Daylight savings—it sparked us because we were talking with our Uber driver on the way home. Who, who thought this was hilarious? How like, what's the deal with daylight savings? As we see now, like w- with the latest change, now you wake up and it's really sunny, and then it gets dark really fast. So, daylight savings, guys, it's very brief. Don't go to sleep. Ben Franklin came up with it in 1784 as a joke. He's like, "What if we invent this so we don't, we, we can use our candles less?"
1: I thought it was for farmers. The
0: first idea of it was from 1784, Ben Franklin joked about what if we change the clocks so we don't have to use our candles as much at night, really dumb. And then Germany started this in 1916, daylight savings for everyone, and then we adopted it in Michigan in 1967, okay? And this is the reasoning for it, reportedly to save energy and to allow people to enjoy more evening time in the summer. Which I guess is a nice benefit, but if I'm being honest, I don't need it to be sunny at nine thirty in the summer. I do love it. Because you can golf. And Alex, look at us. I wrote, I think who's really behind daylight savings is golf. I think golf's yeah. behind it and I think also movie theaters are behind it in the winter. Because don't you just wanna go to like the movie theater when it's dark out at five PM? Like you don't wanna like you don't wanna go do other activities, you just wanna relax and sit inside and watch a movie. So I think the idea of daily savings is okay overall. I just think the execution of it is very poor. I think if we shift the dates around, we could figure out a middle ground. And that's my way on daily savings. It's just been eating at me the last two days. Evan, what would you do this weekend? <laughs> Let's see, starting
1: back on Wednesday, got a little matching in action uh, oh yeah action. You to,
0: oh my god i That's went right. to the rivalry game the, the most important one this year rivalry in the state nah, i'd say most, I most mean, it feels like you're reverting back to a college freshman the way you're just partying all
1: the time going to different <laughs> colleges and i love I, it uh i've been to the three biggest rivalries in the state of michigan for football season yeah i'm in the michigan state michigan went to western central and then i went to grand valley state and ferris state you are just adrian after. college and hope is next i I guess so um i actually froze my butt off during the central western game it was a good experience waldo stadium is nice on the inside um underneath it's all right i think it's a better stadium than ryan field um um tailgating scene was a little weird western kids just kind of just stand in a parking lot all together and they just drink
0: isn't that what um, Grand Valley did similar things? Isn't right? that what it's Michigan State
1: does? No, I don't know. Yeah, but like not all students are in the one exact location. I'm seeing every single Western kid that is in the exact same location. Got it. I know. kinda love that though. Kinda cool.
0: At least you know what you're doing every uh, every game day. Yeah. And you can guarantee the girl you're probably like crushing on is gonna be at that spot.
1: I think um sure. <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, so a basketball game. Last exhibition game at the Breslin Center. Uh, Friday saw Eternals, great movies. No spoilers, no spoilers. on this podcast.
0: No Tony Stark dies.
1: Well, he already yeah. died. A
0: spoiler from a different movie.
1: Um, and then Saturday had four hours of sleep. Woke up, got in the Tessie, and drove <laughs> to West Lafayette. Um,
0: the mecca of the football world
1: was nice we tailgated at the baseball and softball complex super nice complex top of the notch is better than Michigan State so we need to improve that a little bit um, but Purdue is winning tailgate anybody that wants to argue doesn't have the facts Purdue, 50 bucks bring your RV in to this lot that we we're tailgating in you can tailgate and you can park your RV there Friday night and Saturday night so you can tailgate at night after the game yes you can tailgate the night before. Wake up, boom! You're already tailgating.
0: That's wow. pretty sweet. That's like a NASCAR race. Yeah, Michigan State's got to fix their tailgating. But what if you don't have an RV, though? Like, just take like
1: I guess it doesn't. Tailgate like, on Friday. Friday. It's cool if you have an RV. I think if you if you're the RV team, I think I think it's a go to move. Mm-hmm. And you can't currently do that
0: in East Lansing east lansing's got a whole bunch of restrictions east lansing yeah, it just
1: stinks yeah it's always left yet nice campus um there is a golf course literally like right in the middle of campus so like everything's kind of pushed off to the side there yeah. um we went to visit um friend of the podcast's cousin and there's this tailgating hill and when i say hill i mean a massive hill that a bunch of people are tailgating on and it is a workout to climb up this carrying mm-hmm. beer. It, I wish I took a picture of it because me started this a massive hill just does yeah. not do justice to how yeah. massive this hill was.
0: And then people are just tailgating at the top of the hill where it's flat. I'm holding. People are tailgating on the side of the hill. No. <laughs> like Mount Everest. Yes. <laughs>
1: people are literally tailgating like this I, the entire time. They're you know, sitting. At, well, that's weird. There, there have to be like at least a thousand cars on this hill. I Evan, you need to start taking pictures. Cars on <laughs> itchers. Yes. This place was massive. This is like a go-to spot for Purdue kids and Purdue tailgaters. We're on Blank Hill. I wish I remember the name of it. What? Yeah. Uh, Got in. Hung out. It was cool. Then we went to the game. Um, Lines were atrocious. I think they have like four gates to this entire stadium. I don't know if that's for a fact, but we kind of just jumped in line and kind of cut everybody. Um... Got to our seats. Witnessed a domination, pure bloodbath. Like a bath Then we left and we battled. Traffic was bad. Um, and then we went out. We went to Harry's. Harry's Chocolate Shop or something is the name of it. It's a famous bar. It's been open for over 90 years. Um, in West Lafayette, but it's not like a like Michigan State bar where it's like a dance floor bar. It's literally just all the kids just go there and they hang out and socialize, and it was a like quality time. It was a very nice bar. Did you chat with people that you didn't know? Uh, yeah. Purdue, Purdue, like kids, most of everybody that we talked to, super nice, super welcoming. We were standing in line, the line was ginormous, like every single university, and the dude just came up to us three, was like, I'll pay you guys $40 if you want to stand here okay. Like you could have just stood here. I'm not going to say anything to you.
0: <laughs> just a question. Cause I'm trying to, f- the dynamic of that. Was it, were you guys still wearing your Michigan state stuff at this time? Uh, no, we, uh, changed when we had a charge with Tessie. That debunked my theory. Cause I thought after that massive win, they just do like super
1: nice and feel bad for the Michigan state fans left in town. I uh, it did feel bad towards the end of when we were at the bar, they were had like the TVs on and like the college football preview show. Uh, or like I don't know, the highlight show came on, and they show the highlights of the Purdue Michigan State game, and everybody was just cheering and screaming their heads off. And you have the couple of the Purdue fans just flipping off the TV at Michigan State. Yeah. I turned to Drew and I was like, "Man, it feels bad
0: <laughs> trying to fit in." So like, they can't tell that we're, we're the ones that don't belong. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, other than that night was quality time, good time. The drive home kind of stunk, uh, we made it last to anybody i saw mmg at harry's really that's cool yeah um on the record I was, sending, I, was, I was sending yeah on the record saw mg at harry's i was talking to one of our friends back in uh, east lansing and he said oh you hanging out with mmg and i was like uh no he's like oh i think he's at the same bar that you're at And i was like okay i'll get a picture with him not even five minutes after i said that he walks past me took a picture of him <laughs> didn't get a selfie with him should I have? Yes. You just I mean, took a picture I mean, of <laughs> is, uh, Is he, like, because I, I didn't
0: know who he was until the season. I saw he's a huge Michigan State fan. Is he big enough on the internet that, like, people are coming up to him and he's got, like, a crowd around him at this bar? Um,
1: not really. He did, like, there was a girl, like, bugging him. Like, hey, FaceTime my friend. And he just willingly did it. That seems like the right level of fame. Like, that's what we should aspire to be one day. We're like, I mean, can- but when he's in the stadium, based off of his uh, <laughs> videos and his stories, um, when he's inside the stadium, it's just nonstop pictures. Everybody wants to come up to his picture when he's walking around the concourse. Hmm. It's is like, he plays Madden, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then G stands for Madden Mobile God. That's how we got famous <laughs> when Madden <laughs> Mobile was big time. Oh, my God. Um, I yeah. Madden Mobile What Little flashback. He was a kicker at Clarkston, stand up. Oh, wow.
0: All right. Well, so there's the, there's the scene of Ross A taking you into it. Oh, Evan, did you guys take Highway I-69? Is that the highway you
1: guys took? Oh, did? yes. But the West Lafayette, there's no good way to get there and back. You're, like, you're only on like a major highway for a little bit, and you get off. And it's just like 55, 60 miles per hour those entire time. This is I-69, just a deep cut, because I always took that for like
0: three and a half hours the Butler. Great highway. Cool, man. Yeah, so with the scene set, we will get into topic one, which is Michigan State at Purdue recap. I would say Ugh. in a somewhat slow week of college football, this game was actually the main storyline mm. of, of the week. I will mm. toss it up to you gentlemen to dive into this, as Evan called it, a bloodbath, whatever way you want to start. it
1: was It was pure domination by Purdue. Let's and they did exactly. On that. They did
0: exactly what you said. He actually threw it fifty-four times, Evan. Well, you said fifty-five. That. He threw it
1: fifty-four. Fifty-four Evan. times. Time of possession was all in favor of a two. You think somebody that threw the ball fifty-five times is not going to possess the ball? No. Thirty-five minutes oh. they controlled the ball. Not like that. Thirty-five man. minutes. Thirty-five to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, they could not run the ball. They averaged nine point yards per pass. Uh, third down efficiency. They were eleven for eighteen. It felt like a lot worse than that. They I were eight for nine. They got seven stops, though. Huh? They were eight for nine at one
0: point in the game.
1: It felt like every yeah, third so. down
0: and five plus was automatic to move the chains. Didn't even need to buy By, like, inches
1: every time, too. They would just fall forward and get it. It just... I mean, I have some deep talking points to talk about. I don't know what you were on start, Alex. Um, um, I mean, if you want to just dive in... I, you okay, I'm going to start, start with a breakdown a and I'll first. just give like
0: two baby
1: things. I think would positives be would be good, Evan. I think that's what people need. The, I, I said it earlier in our group chat. Number one positive thing coming from this, with how, I mean, how awful both sides of the ball played, um, there was still a third and seven, third and eight. All you had to do was get one stop and you have a chance to get the ball back to tie the game minutes to go. I mean you still have to drive down the field, score a touchdown, get a two point conversion but we previously just did that the drive before it that, that play, I mean, dictated the game it, no matter how bad we played, we were still down eight third and long, all you do was get one stop and just ran the hitch yeah, you're right positive positive, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker looked decent at times still um, averaged
0: six yards a carry
1: Yes, he did have 136 yards, but 33 of them came on like the last drive when he busted one when they were in like prevent defense. So still counts. Sure. Passing game. Uh, we, our, our run defense is still good. Yeah, um, actually, not, it's it's decent, but Purdue just physically can't run the ball. But man, can they pass it? Mm. Yeah you want to elaborate on it, or do you want me to just keep on going? I want you to just get it all out. I don't know if I can, because it's a little bit of offense and defense. Okay, so positive things. Um, fumble in the first possession, they score a touchdown. Give them a shorter field. This is not positive. I'm, I'm just giving you, like, a snippet of, like, you know, you, you change a couple of these plays, and, like, the outcome of the game potentially could change. Okay. A fumble first possession, they score And then one of the worst, um, how do I want to say this? It's not coaching, but one of the worst mishandled situations of the game was our field goal attempt. And there was less than 10 seconds left on the play clock. And everybody in our section that we were standing was absolutely screaming their head off to call a timeout. They call a timeout. Set your field goal unit up. No, nope. run a guy on late. Miss the field goal. He hooks it because he's rushed. Now, was he going to make it if we did call a timeout? No idea. Brand new kicker. We're in a clock. So up. there's three points. With a, with a there's call. three points off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I worked on third down defense, it just we touched on a little bit, but just overall bad. Just that is just being bad the bad is being nice is being
0: nice. Horrendous. I think, fire. I think I have a w I Dog think water. almost insanity because the way they were picking up third downs was almost identical to how the, the same scheme Michigan did against yes. Michigan State. And I think that would probably be the most maddening thing as a Michigan State fan. It's like you know teams know the blueprint and like the middle of the field is just so exposed and was just open the whole entire game. They hit a lot on the outside too. I mean, it wasn't. They did, but early in the game, it was just like these cross, cross, late crossing routes, like zone beaters, and it was just like always there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Michigan State defense is in significant trouble going forward unless something changes quickly. Avin Mel Tucker did say that we would change things. Yeah, what's wrong with our scheme? Why do you hate it? Why do I hate it? I you mean, told today, me earlier. to watch the full team? Yes, just, I do. I just want you to tell the people. To tell the people. Okay, so running the four-two-five defense, um, you're spread out a little bit more besides your two middle linebackers. and it gives it a little bit more alleys and um, windows in the closer down situations. Now, when you're not blitzing anybody and you play the soft prevent, it's not even prevent, it's just a soft, basic cloud coverage where you don't let anything deep. Now you're giving everything up, up underneath. Now you're making one-on-one tackles. Um, I don't like that we didn't change something up like pregame or from the eyes being in the stadium, it was hard to see if we did change things up. So when we were rushing, only four, there was limited stunts. There was little movement on the defensive line. There was little mint, limited... Rotations on the defensive line. Um just, like, if you're not getting pressure, you gotta change something up. You gotta get him, you gotta move O'Connell off the ball. You gotta rattle him a little bit, and we, I don't think we, we obviously won't be able to do that. Can I get up? Pop- Ninety-five QBR. <laughs> on he tied the Purdue record for most completions in the game. Positive. Oh, probably a Drew Brees like, record. At some point, I was screaming in the game, you have to man up and send a blitz that hopefully gets home. At some point, you have to do it and challenge them to throw the ball over your head. Now, there's multiple times they did get behind us, but it was in zone coverage and it was a busted coverage. Which
0: is inexcusable.
1: There was another time when Kimbrough was running man-to-man and fell. he tripped and fell and David Bell caught it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it at some point, you're just going to have to challenge your corner saying, we're running man-to-man. It's on you. They're going to throw it deep. It's on you. Like if you challenge O'Connell to make the perfect throw down the sideline and it happens, you tip your cat to him. But at some point, you're going to have to get off the soft cloud coverage and just let him pick you apart. How
0: much of the soft cloud coverage do we forgive, though, considering the amount of injuries that took place to the secondary and defense? Like I think that did play a big factor of Hazleton thinking, I need to just go vanilla because – Ron Williams is my emergency corner. Cause he was working through something. Kimbrough's kind of been booty Brantley. His shoulder was busted going into the game and then he busted it in the game. It's like, at some point I think he's just like, I don't know what to do. I don't trust these guys in man coverage. Uh, so I'm just going to do vanilla zone and hope we don't break in the red zone. And this was finally the game where it broke in the red zone more than it bended. I did say in the first half, we were just going to give up six for six in the red zone or something ridiculous.
1: Which we did. It, but and With the injuries, it's then you don't want the quarterback to hold on to the ball longer. Then I would draw, dial up more blitzes. yeah, have pressure on your defensive backs to make one-on-one tackles. But also, it's hopefully that he has to get rid of the ball sooner. Yeah, I would have loved to just see a blitz
0: or this, something. This, this might madden you more. And I'm not sure if you got the full rewatch yet, Evan, or... Uh, I went back and looked at the today. There was a third and five where I think Hazleton was just trying to throw everything out there. And he rushed two players. I didn't remember that. So, to, and to, to be fair, though, it honestly, it was so unbelievable to watch everyone drop back and then just it was third and five they formed a line in the first down line it actually should have worked david bell kind of pushed off a defensive back caught it and then brantley missed a tackle and he got the first down by an inch but i was like i looked at it i was like they just rushed like two players like i've never seen that it was everyone the defensive ends just slotted back to the first down line and then the 2d tackles rushed but that goes to your point of where like i think their mentality was like we're not blitzing which looking back It wouldn't have hurt the blitz because it already wasn't working to begin with. Positive. Purdue, statistically, is a top 25 defense and we put up almost 30. So, you know, played decent on offense. I don't think the offense was bad. Defense just got good
1: this year. I'm just telling you this. (sighs) Carfalis,
0: I don't Um, think the offense played that bad. I have some positives, personally.
1: I have some rebuttal to your... Talk to Your offense, not playing that bad. I don't think they were terrible. I don't think they are the reason we lost. Um, I can give you two possessions where we lost this football game and relies on the offense. Okay, so now it is... Minus the 40 points they gave up. I'm with Evan. Purdue, I just, Purdue just scored. A seven-place, 70-yard drive in under three minutes. It's 28-21. 28-21, mm-hmm. 20, Purdue just took the lead. Okay, our, we... Go three and out. Three plays, three yards, a minute and a half off the... Yeah. We're hit We're hit
0: or miss. We score a touchdown or we go three and out, and that's a big issue.
1: Next, what does Purdue do? Seven plays, 51 yards, minute and a half. Kick a field goal. Now we're down 31-21. We're down 10. Our ensuing possession. Three plays, five yards, minute 15. Yeah. And the guts. So at 9-31 and has to be the fourth quarter yes no it's the third quarter Mm -hmm. in the third 931 in the third you go three plays don't do anything 631 in the third you're down 10 don't do anything they kick another field goal so you held them to six three field goals nine you hold them to nine points because you punt field goal punt field goal 6 you you got the, you moved 8 yards and how much time did elapse on in the game clock Evan to
0: rally on this point I did write down I said the defense did to their debacle that was a defense they did give the offense a chance in the second half with three straight field goal stops I call them stops cuz in college football like sometimes just giving up a field goal feels like a stop in itself and honestly, it was like a deja vu. It felt like at some point. to so the Michigan game, the only difference was Michigan State didn't hit the, that big touchdown like you're talking about as they hit multiple times to come back in the Michigan game. It was like almost carbon copy. Where like, okay, down 16, score two point, score two point. And then it just, the, those drives where they hit the play just didn't happen in this particular game. And then you
1: come back and you throw an interception on the goal line. First, I don't like the alignment if you're running an out loud on the goal line. I don't like how far Jaden Reid is lined up. You need to either stack him or move him inside if you want to run out with him. And then Bad it's point. third and four, and you know you're going for it on fourth. You know for 100% I'm going for it on fourth if I don't keep this. And you run a pass play. Make it manageable. Make the defense guess on fourth down. Now it's fourth and four. You, they know you're passing the ball. Yeah. What do you think of Peyton Thorne? I mean, obviously from like the video standpoint, he didn't look that great, but he scrambled. He had I think forty-seven rushing yards. Thirty-two. Uh, he had a QBR of 91, 24 for 30, two touchdowns, one interception. Um didn't look bad, but I mean you look at those three possessions, and you don't get any points out of it in the in the thick of you, you're getting your next step done. By Purdue stinks too because before that I mean it was twenty one seven,
0: Michigan State gets the miracle fumble to start the half they get it tied up twenty one twenty one, and then just just farts over and over. Again. I have grants. Um,
1: like if you're a quality team, can't go. You don't have those, no, you do have those laws in the game. You do not have those laws in the game. Do that, you can't. especially when you're losing. Like you have. Two possessions in a row. You should be calling like nine of your best plays, and you're on six plays total. Nope, yep, it was really bad.
0: And i absolutely right. I have a stat that really stuck with me post game that I saw on the interwebs that I think kind of illuminates the frustration with the lulls. Is that Kenneth Walker had six carries in the second half of the football game, and you can attribute that to being down, but but you, I don't think you can because we just that discussed it. that it was twenty-one to twenty-one in mm-hmm. the middle of like the third quarter. And I just think at that point, and and you saw against Michigan, they stuck to the run with Kenneth Walker, and it paid dividends for them. And you saw Kenneth Walker break several massive runs in this game. So if your offense without Jalen Naylor isn't explosive with the passing plays, you have the best running back in the country, a guy who should win the Heisman Trophy. Why don't you rely on him to get you 25 to 30 yards? The clock stops after first downs in college. It's not the NFL. Games take four and a half hours. You're not out of time. It was just so confusing that he had – he had a hundred yards at halftime, and you gave him six touches of the ball because he doesn't. They don't use him in the pass game. It's yeah, unbelievable they catch it. that they used him six, and that's probably the most egregious thing is that he got six carries in the second half. I'm fired up, and I'm not even a fan of the team. Like, what are you doing? He's a unicorn. He's unbelievable. Yeah, run a screenplay for him. Like, Purdue did all night to their running backs. Like, I don't understand. Any closing thoughts, Evan?
1: Yeah, um, I do. Uh, so we sat by a guy. Uh, we sat in front of a guy that needs to be kicked out of the Michigan State fan base because he's the, the fan that nobody wants to sit by, nobody wants to even be associated with. Ooh. So I wrote down, get the fans out of here. I don't want to be a part of them. What are you going to do to prevent The fans that? that are instantly talking about how good we were against Michigan, praising all the players, and then turn around and bash the same players. It's like, what did you just speak last week? Yes, we're allowed to ridicule them a little bit, but you're not calling out individual players. Anyone's be better players than it. Is This is a out. team effort, and if you want to call somebody out, how about you call out a, a coach?
0: Agreed. Coaches should get more of the blame than the players. Yeah. It's just, it's, They're grown men at least.
1: It's their ship. Um I hate it. I just hate inherent fans and I hate when they're when I have to associate myself with them because it's a bad look, no matter
0: what. Hey, just be grateful if you're not a Michigan fan, because I think there's more of them in that fan base. They're all over in every fan base. So. Coach, I'm not I don't I'm not fast, but I do have a couple boxes. One, some that'll make you guys feel better. You do have to chalk up some of this to like after watching this game, it might be biased. It might be just cause he was facing Michigan state secondary. I think David Bell is probably the best receiver in the big 10, if not top two, like with Olave, maybe Wilson, uh, but he's unbelievable. And he he's just, good. he showed it time and time again. So again, hat tip. And then also like, I know it's Aiden O'Connell, in in, but it was, like, after that first touchdown play he made where it looked like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that's just, like, going to be one of those days. Like, to their credit, that's an unbelievable play that he made, this, like, stay on his feet and then find David Bell in the back of the end zone, where it's, like, they did just make mm. some plays that were unbelievable. Credit Purdue. They executed They played well. That trick play they pulled out... That's like that that gave me nightmares to when Michigan State would run their fullback crazy screens against Michigan. Like they had plays that saved up for you watched that trick play it was unbelievable. And I
1: want to vomit on the performance of that defensive line during that play. The whole thing was terrible.
0: Absolute vomit. It was a
1: sweet trick play. I i, I get choose, minutes, I'll be honest. Like I don't coach defensive line and I never have. But in my mindset, defensive line, get your hands on and engage and you have to feel the pressure where they're coming from. So it's one, two, engage. Okay, you see the end around. Okay, then all of a sudden, the offensive line is just going to stop blocking you. Breaking news nobody's that good that you just freely got by somebody. You got to feel the pressure turn around and chase. It's it just, oh, it's I'll, sickening.
0: I'll give Crouch credit. I watched it back. He was pointing to the side. The screen was going the whole play, but he had to stay on the left in case they actually did do the reverse. I feel like he sniffed it out. He's like, hey, everybody. They're moving that way. I think the play coming. no one. And then no one did. And then
1: no one could
0: make an if angle. If you want to vomit, if it you're not
1: feeling good later and you want to vomit, just re-watch that play and just watch the defense line. No, I'm Our not. Our two defensive tackles were running around like their head got cut off, like they are a chicken.
0: Okay, more vomit. It was vom- <laughs> putrid. <laughs> more vomit. Um, we talked about it earlier, so we got full circle. I told you guys that if that punt formation penalty bullshit continued, it was going to be bad. and It Happens was a every week and that's coaching like Evan said most likely blaming the adults on the team that's 48 it turned into a 48 yard penalty essentially how, how do we get a legal yeah.
1: formation
0: or movement you can't have a like, legal formation on punts every yeah. single
1: week Evan it's happened every it week it wasn't I would say it was a legal I wouldn't say a legal formation motion. i will say it was a legal motion because yeah. the guy that came in from the bottom of the TV screen and then was like in motion and then running down the field as a gunner I'm pretty sure he was across the line or he was moving forward When the ball is kicked. If you're in motion, you can't gain ground on the line of scrimmage.
0: It's happened nine times this year. I I don't know if that's official, but I'm going to say it's happened nine times. I know it happened once because I told – It happened multiple times in the same game. Nebraska? Indiana happened twice. Rutgers. Rutgers Rutgers. happened twice. Um, Another either communication, coaching, gaffe that I wrote down. That is this something like – what, we're in week – that was week nine? Week ten. It's something in week ten. You played nine games. It just can't have it on a third and ten with seven twenty three in the third quarter. Michigan State is uh down twenty eight twenty one after one of the three and outs I haven't talked about. Third and ten, and if you go back and find the play, Brantley is lined up against Bell, and Brantley just thinks he has help over the top and zone, and he has no help, and he just sits in the flats. And it's that bomb to Bell where he stops on the sideline and keeps going. It's like in week ten. You just can't have that blunder in the third quarter of a game. And, like, those plays are just ones that you'll look back and be like, like, damn, like that. They'll figure it out. They'll see it on film. Like, okay, the safety has to – can't do that. Or Brantley has to know he has to go with them. It's just like – and also it just hurts because that's the best player on the field in that moment, Bell. And, like, he just was wide open too many times. If he's mossing people, it's one thing. But when he's just wide open, it's another thing. It's going to happen to true freshmen. It's going to happen. Um. Another thing to make you feel good as Michigan State fans, I, for good or for bad, a lot of times I have some voodoo weird stuff that happens on games. I don't know why I was given this curse, this gift. Um, but on the podcast, I had said I thought Michigan State would win by three. Uh, and then as I thought about it more as the week went on. Are
1: you I, really going to showboat about how you told them? No, I'm just
0: I'm making Michigan State fans feel better because I'm not going to probably feel this way again about this. This is just a one-off occurrence where – I told Alex midweek. I said I really think Michigan State is going to lose this game. I think it's a, like a letdown spot. Um, if they even want to feel grosser, I predicted that Kenneth Walker would fumble for the first time this year, and it was a it was a close fumble. I don't even it was it was bang bang, but, but it, it did happen. But that transitions me, Evan. I need your thoughts on this. We do not have to argue about it because I've argued with Alex enough this week. Do you think that this was a letdown spot game for Michigan State, and that factored into the result?
1: Find a letdown spot.
0: Letdown is – a spot is when a team is coming off a really massive victory. And they're not focused on their opponent. And they're not as sharp in pregame. Uh, Maybe some rankings from the college football playoff come out and put them at third. And they're reading
1: the headlines Um, and enjoying the picture. I would say, yes, it was a letdown. I wouldn't say the rankings and, like, the Heisman talk got to them. I just think focus and execution, and you can see that on the field with – The uh, all the misplays that we just spoke about, time of possession, and um, I was gonna say something. I lost my train of thought. It's a lack of execution and all the the mishaps that we have that you can't have if you're supposed to win or compete in the East. And so I think it was a letdown game because it played out to be that way, not going in. Did it feel like it was gonna be a letdown game? No, because the way the team was talking. I don't feel like it was into it, but when you got into the game, it was 100% let down to the way that we executed. I don't think they overlooked Purdue. I think they did not execute, and they they just played like
0: absolute shit. I don't think Mel Tucker overlooked Purdue. Mel Tucker's a grown man. I, deep in my heart, feel like if you would ask players on Wednesday on that team or Thursday— Maybe they didn't think they'd roll over Purdue, but they're definitely still caught up in the Michigan game on social media. It's just that's this 18 to 20 year old kids like and rightfully so. They just had the biggest win of their season. It was a massive come from behind win. They're still stuck on that. And us as fans were still stuck on that. So I I just feel like whether it's watching film two hours less during the week or, you know, going through walkthrough a step slow, I think it I think it matters. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard to know if that's all true. Did they really spend two hours watching videos instead of watching film? Did they really go slow? in their? They Mel Tucker and all the coaches said they had one of their best weeks of practice this whole season. So it's just one of those things. Well, it didn't where, look like it. It's just one of those Continue. things where maybe they got to the game and just things went wrong and then they just compounded on each other and it got worse and worse and worse. I've seen it happen plenty of times in my life. Maybe. Well, based on that uh hold on to that. We'll, we'll briefly address that kind of dynamic there with the loss of Purdue later in the college football landscape slash playoff rhythm as part of the show. Right now, we'll transition to the other Big Ten game of our state, Michigan at Indiana. Um, recap, the final there was Michigan 29, Indiana 7. My brief thoughts, I mean, this wasn't really a fun game to watch as most Michigan games aren't. Uh, the only fun game that they've really had that was like enjoyable to watch football-wise was Michigan State this year. Uh, this would be known, I guess, this season as the Hassan Haskins game for him. He stepped up when he was needed. Um, the second headline out of this game, as opposed to a, a 22-point win, is injuries, injuries, injuries. Blake Corum goes down. It comes out that it was not reported really that Donovan Edwards had been hurt, so he wasn't available for the Michigan State game. He won't. He only gets used like one or two times a game. Uh, But it really hurt this game because then the next running back on the depth charts, Tavier Dunlap, a freshman from Texas. I think he played like three snaps. So they just rode Hassan Haskins the whole game. Um, Good thing he's durable enough to handle that workload. AJ Henning got hurt in this game. Andre Anthony got hurt in this game. Eric All did not play in this game. He's working through something. The offensive line seems to be healthy. The defense overall is is healthy. But the offensive playmakers, there's five of them right there who are hurt. And it's very, you know, you guys know how college, like I'm sure Michigan State fans were surprised at the amount of injuries that they, like people didn't know Coughlin wasn't kicking until the game. So like you, we're not going to know as Michigan fans who's healthy for Penn State most likely. And you're just going to have to hope they figure it out. Um, The good positives, Ojabo and Hutchinson continue their dominance on defensive rushing. I think Ojabo's up to eight sacks now. Hutchinson's at six and a half. They're both impacting the game um, in a variety of ways. But Jabba's really having himself to see, and honestly, I love today. He's like leading, leading the Big Ten sacks, so good for him. X's and O's wise, watching it back, the power run scheme that we talked about against Michigan State is still really irking me. I don't like it. It's just so slow, and like people are running into the pulling guards. And if you go back and watch this game, it's something to monitor the rest of the year. Haskins' two biggest runs of the day came off of just a standard outside zone play to the left, where they were not pulling anyone. They just all took steps to the left. And there was a massive hole for like 35 yards for him. So I don't know what they're doing. I hope they watch film and they realize that that's probably their best bet going forward. Again, Cade, greater sign, JJ. Again, in this game, JJ did not really look that good. Um, He rolled out right and threw a terrible pass over the middle and was lucky that it wasn't picked. Cade hit uh, one good deep shot. It was good to see Cornelius Johnson back in the mix because they're going to need him wide out with all the injuries I just talked about. Um, But my last point and biggest point of this game is what is the Achilles heel, I would say, of this Michigan team, is the red zone woes and how putrid their offense looks in the red zone. Moving from the 20 to the 20, Michigan offense is a crisp bud light on a fall tailgate morning. When they get to the red zone,
1: when
0: they get to the red zone bud light for me, when they get to the red zone, it's like you reach underneath the seat of your car and it's a warm Miller light. Oh. And you're like, ugh, ugh. this is God disgusting. Um, Luke might be mad at me for that. I think Luke really loves Miller Lite. light. Matt does. Um, that's a Pittsburgh thing, I think, but I'm not the biggest Miller light guy, and that's what the red zone offense looks like. And so I tried to look from what I could see of what's going wrong, because that's the biggest talk with the Michigan fan base. As much as we love seeing Jake Moody try out there, and as good as he is, sweet he has the most field goals attempted by far in the Big Ten, most made, but that's not what you want. You don't want the leading points guy on your team to be your kicker. It's not going to win you games. Um, what I notice is that in the red zone, everything just gets conservative and super repetitive. Uh, for One example that stood out to me in the game is the first time they got to the red zone, they just ran two outside zones that they were exact same play to the left. The first time it got four yards, which is fine on first down. You run it again, the defense blitzes off the left end. They change their look. You don't change your play and they tackle you for a loss. And then you're in third and long and everything shrinks and it's not good. And then lastly, they need more play action passes and, if they're not doing that, more quick hitting passes on the edges like screens, quick game, and overall, obviously less penalties because when you get a false start on a first down 10 inside the 20, it doesn't help you. But I just think it's so mind numbing for Michigan fans that you run the ball as much as you do and you don't capitalize on that running with play action passes in the red zone. I think it's just like a complete miss on their offense. They did to their credit, the the touchdown, one of the good touchdowns they scored was a play action like waggle play, got kid on the move, and you found a tight end over the middle. I mean, it should be as simple as that. I don't think I've seen this team really run like a standard mesh route the whole year, uh, maybe working that in the red zone. I just You saw all the stick plays that Purdue ran to perfection uh, with, with, with trips, and I just think Michigan needs to incorporate more of that in the red zone and stop just trying to bash their head against the wall. With running the same conservative run plays over and over again, because it will cost them. It, and most notably next week, if they if they're selling for field goals this much, it's it's not going to work out in their favor. But overall, well, it was basically the Northwestern game, closer than it should have been in the first half. Credit to Indiana for showing some fight. Uh, I guess I did I mentioned like if anyone looks at this and goes, "Oh, Michigan's defense is the Michigan's defense is good," but Donovan McCulley was playing their third string quarterback. He can't throw. I can throw football better than Donovan McCulley. He's just really fast, way He's faster horrible. than me. So horrible. That's why they only gave him seven points. He's a horrible quarterback. Um, I thought of you and I saw you put your finger up anything from from this game.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, I was trying to follow along as much as possible, um, while I was in the bars, right. but I I what did Jim Harbaugh like promise JJ this year? Like uh, I I just I don't get it. Um, <laughs> I get that he's a better runner and he's a little bit more athletic and he might have a stronger arm. But Cade does not turn the ball over, and J.J. is hurting this team with his playing style.
0: They're tiptoeing the fine line of the transfer
1: portal. I think that might be what it is. But at some point, you're just going to have to look at him and be like, oh, if he doesn't want to play here, he doesn't want to play here.
0: Yeah, I think just the pressure of he's the highest recruit he's ever had. Oh, and He was a five-star at IMG. I, well,
1: I, the way that he was talking about Michigan before he got here, he seems like this is – the best place on earth so he shouldn't want to leave
0: you know he the kid to be to his credit based on how bad last year was he probably thought he was going to be the starter from day one um, but it turns out kate mcmahon is more of a competitor than than we thought and i don't know there's probably a promise or something to the family like hey we're, we're going to get your son involved he's super talented i guess i'll say this they did do the thing that I suggested where if you're going to work him into the game, maybe when your offense is in a lull, just give him a full drive. And they did in the third quarter. It just stalled out for a field goal. So I that's fine. If like Cade goes three and out two times in a row and things aren't looking good and he misses some throws, which he's been known to do, if that's when you need to keep this promise, let him play a whole drive. But then they did it too many times as well where they get to the red zone and then JJ's in at center. And it's like the whole flow of the offense is mess, messed up. Everyone kind of knows you're running the ball because he really doesn't throw still that much. It, yeah, I don't know. You're, it's a good point. I mean, it's like, what is going on? Why is it still happening? I thought the Michigan State team was our answer of who the quarterback is going to be 100% of the time. And it turns out that's not true. So, I don't know. The red zone's a real problem. It's a super big problem. If they don't, if like, you know how the red zone can be where, like, you have first and 10 from the 17 and it feels like you have a mile to go? If they can get, if the biggest thing, honestly, is how they enter the end zone. If they're first and 10 inside the seven, they can just bully ball their way into the end zone. But if it's anything outside of the seven, it's like, oh, they got to get creative with their offense and so they don't know how to do it. And it's going to be an automatic 35 yard field goal from Jake Moody. If this team didn't have Jake Moody, they probably would be Nebraska.
1: <laughs>
0: like if they had a bad kicker, you know how scary that is to think? If Michigan had a bad kicker, they wouldn't, wouldn't score points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good thing you do.
0: Yeah. So that's the Michigan in the end game.
1: Um, Last thing, Tom Allen is the biggest <laughs> keyword um, in America. <laughs> I am going through the play-by-play. He punted for Michigan's 39-yard line right oh, on yes. the first drive. The 39-yard line. You are so far across midfield that you could literally do anything. Now, granted, they did, like, punt it and they got it down at the three and Michigan punted, like, right after that. But still, the 39-yard line, if I'm on the third – it's third and 10, 39-yard line. I am running just something to get, it like, fourth and manageable. But, no, you punt on fourth and 10 from the 39-yard line.
0: Maybe it was because it was an absolute joke. Maybe it was because they had McCulley I don't know, but – Oh,
1: my God.
0: Yeah, because it was – they were moving the ball on the first drive, too. I kind of forget they punted that close to the – um. Yeah, that far on the side of the field. But he was doing the old Big Ten football buffet because the beginning was he's just... He doing a the old, Jim Trussell thing. Oh, we won field position,
1: punted away now.
0: It was that for a while there, back and forth. That's why the game started out so slow. It was just like that would pinned back on their own five. I hope he gets fired. Scott Frost survived.
1: Yeah, he did. He deserved to survive. Him.
0: Yeah. I, I forget how many years he's been there, though. But then it says, like, how many times can you survive? <sighs>
1: I think it's also look at like how many team, how many like colleges are going to open up, and like what's the sexier. Like I don't think Lincoln, Nebraska is like a sexy pool right now.
0: Yeah, I don't think Nebraska wants to be in the coaching circus this offseason because it's going to be bananas. Because they're still under Tom Allen.
1: Yeah, Evan thinks he should be fired. I hope he does get fired because everybody was just like, "Oh, Tom Allen, look at what he did last year."
0: He's a yeah. He can't even
1: beat like a he can't beat a five hundred team.
0: And now, speaking of teams that are above 500, college football playoff, the landscape, uh, our playoff rankings, which will, I guess we'll be saying them before the show, but this will come out basically the same day as the show. Uh, our rankings don't feel as cool now, I don't know if there's actual playoff rankings, but I think our rankings overall will be better. I do have one comment. You guys can get out any like one nugget of what you're thinking as we're what, sitting here in week 10 of college football. Uh, I I, I kind of spoiled it. I texted it to the group. My observation from this year of college football, which – might sound dumb to people within the state and our podcast listeners because our two teams for their credit have been very good in contention. It does feel like a boring year of college football though, because of how there's no great quarterbacks in the sport this year. I would say everyone's just a bunch of good quarterbacks, a bunch of I guess names we thought would be good going in the year, but there's no like iconic I mean the most iconic games were our our two teams playing in Texas and Oklahoma. Caleb Williams is pretty good. He he. Well, he has, we have. Well, he has yet. no. He has things to prove. I'll I'll push back on that. I don't think. I think he's good. I don't At least he's athletic. That's. Runs. I'm choosing my words carefully. There's no great QBs in college football that I've seen this year. They're all good, and I think that's that's making it a boring year and confusing because I don't know what to think. We'll get to that I with here. I think rankings. this year's pretty exciting. So I'm way against you because there's there is one dominant team, but there's a lot of teams that have a chance, and I think that makes it exciting. Yeah. I like good football games, though, and I feel like we're not getting those because of the lack of QB play.
1: I mean, I think there's been a lot of good games.
0: I think there's been two I mean, there's also three more weeks of the season, plus conference championship games, plus the playoffs. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of games. There is. There's time. Enjoy it. Savor it while it's still here. Our rankings. Shall we get into them? Yeah, you want me to to rapid-fire them? Yeah, you can go first. You don't have to rapid fire. Georgia, number one, best team in the country. Two, Alabama. Three is going to be Oregon. Four, Ohio State. Five, Cincinnati.
1: Six. Oklahoma. the college football playoff committee or what? what if you use one behind, so they're behind, they're behind they're the, the scenes, I'm Alex doing is this
0: on the spot. Alex, Alex is, looking at uh, the eight, is, is looking at the AP poll and scrolling through and then just shuffling teams on how they do it.
1: I've already written mine down. I can't prepare except this podcast. Six, I'm Oklahoma.
0: Seven, Michigan State. Eight, Michigan. Nine, Notre Dame. Ten, Texas A&M. You're missing a team at ten, but... I said ten Texas a No, I know, but you're missing a, a more deserving team at ten, but that's okay. Which is? Well, we'll get to it. Evan, you want to stay? Evan, you or me. I don't like Oklahoma. Okay. I'll I don't care. I'll riff off now. Okay, I'll go. One Georgia, huge asterisks asterisk now. I have no idea what to do. with the rest of the four? I, this is such a crapshoot. You can make an argument against any of these teams. Uh, as much as I don't want to, after their terrible performance, I left Alabama at two, just because they won a game by six that they probably could have lost at points. Uh, three, Oregon, they survived Washington. Four, Ohio State. I wanted to bump them up. Same as mine. I wanted to bump them up, but Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State all look kind of pedestrian this week. They all survived. Now here where we get a little bit more interesting. Five. Kings of the bye week, Oklahoma, jumps to five because they're undefeated, and Cincinnati should have lost or gone to overtime with Tulsa. But Cincinnati, don't feel too disrespected. You're at six still. I'd love to move you back, but I can't because I'm a big head-to-head guy. Now, hold on to your butts. Seven, Notre Dame. Ew, you they jumped the Michigan schools. Yep, because guess you what? Hated no, you did, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, guess what, guys? I'm a man of my word. And you, I didn't want to do this, but your stupid team did it to me. Per, uh, Notre Dame beat Purdue this year. So therefore home. I, Yep. Therefore, I have to put Notre Dame ahead. Oh, what a joke. Your rankings are now a joke, and I'm nope. toning out for the rest of Michigan it. Michigan State's a joke for losing to Purdue. Right, I didn't want to do put this. Put Michigan in front of Michigan State. Uh, too. Nope. Eight is Michigan State. Nine is Michigan. Ten is Oklahoma State. Texas A&M's better than
1: Oklahoma State.
0: Nah, I don't know. It, Texas it A&M's like, big wins not looking so hot because Alabama's not that good. Right, they just have to be two because somebody has to. They're be two. not that good. They're, they're not. They're not that good. They, they wouldn't beat all those teams in the top. 10. They're good. For the, everyone outside of Georgia is just simply a good football team. Evan, without further Alabama, in. rushed for six yards. Evan, put Notre Dame at one.
1: Uh no, Georgia. Wait, like, we're all just like waiting until like play the national championship game. But we should just give this to Georgia now. Nah, or, I, I looked a with. little. Georgia's offense this is but.
0: A bot is extreme. But. Georgia is Michigan with way better athletes. The fact you even put Georgia and Michigan in the same sentence in comparing them is blows my mind. I don't. I don't think that's absurd at all. There, I, Georgia would win the game handily. But Georgia, like you want to talk about flaws? Like Stetson Bennett is like Cade McNamara. He just has a better defense, and his athletes are better. Anyways, sorry, I didn't want to go with that. Okay. It's not foregone. Don't make the college fans depressed.
1: Um, I'm sticking to my guns and what I've done all year. So uh, one, Georgia. Two, Oklahoma. Three, Alabama. Four is Cincinnati. Um, Five, Ohio State. Six is Oregon. Seven is Michigan. Eight is Ohio State. You jumped Michigan over Michigan State. Michigan State's not in my top ten. They don't. Oh my! (laughs)
0: fanboy out. I can't wait to see someone on TikTok say Evans Rankings ass.
1: I can't wait to see everybody just agree with me because it's <laughs> the blue wall on social media. Um, so seven's Michigan, eight Oklahoma State, nine is Texas A&M, and ten is the Fighting Irish from South Bend. I agree with your Texas A&M pick, so I like that. Until they lose this week to Ole Miss. Well,
0: can I ask you one question, Alex? Yeah. I, I think you're kind of being sarcastic when I was talking about Alabama, I think, like, you're like, oh, they, they wouldn't be all those teams in the top 10 easily. What about them rushing for six yards against LSU makes you think that they would be, like, fine against all these other teams in the top 10? Well, they have something that no one else does, Nick Saban. Okay. So, yeah, they have the best coach. They have the best um, – well, everyone says stars don't matter, but they do. They have the best uh, recruiting classes year in and year out. So they probably have the best players and it just comes down to uh, execution coaching do they want to get up and play the game and i would still i would take alabama on a neutral field against every single team in all of our top 10s except georgia and i think that i would Ditto. i think i would have to because of their name but i honestly would not feel good about them winning based
1: on what i've seen i'd pick them and i'd feel good about their them. offense so That semi semifinal game i i i would put my entire life savings on alabama in the semifinal game
0: because you're giving
1: Nick Saban more than two weeks to prepare for that team. I, I
0: would say this, though. Their their offensive line is – their lines are bad. Their offensive line is not good at all. I wouldn't be stunned if Nick Saban found a way to have him win the SEC championship. I think Oregon's def, Oregon's defensive line could keep them in the game with Alabama. Now, what you're is are way that? higher on Oregon than a lot of people. You have them three. I do. But, I'm just but the biggest point is like <laughs> – <laughs> The biggest six point here – lines really on principle. Good. The biggest point here is like when – Evan says Oklahoma two and Cincinnati four. I can't even argue because this is such a crapshoot outside of Georgia. I have no idea. I, you could make an argument for every single team in this top Thanks. ten. You could. Evan, can you just attribute some of you dropping Michigan State completely out of the top ten is based on how you don't want Michigan State to be ranked and you think they play worse
1: when? Um, they're that I would say that is ten percent, but I am basing it off of last week's performance. It goes week by week. But Evan, um, eighteen to twenty-two year old. I him at four last week. Maybe five last week. I don't remember. Um, and all the teams behind us won, so. But Evan. They're twelve. I know, just I, so you know, eleven's Ole Miss. Michigan State's twelve.
0: I know Purdue. Yeah. Matt Corral would carve up
1: Michigan State. Oh my god. I know yeah. Purdue is a bad It'd
0: loss. Purdue is a bad loss. You
1: know. I would love to see Lane Kiffin throw his uh, play sheet sixty miles in the air versus Michigan State. Scotty Hazelton. Cool. Scotty Hazelton. That would be kind of
0: cool. They can catch it on the other sideline. I know, Evan, you think Purdue is a bad loss. Can we at least just acknowledge the fact Oregon lost to Stanford? And Stanford Purdue just lost 53-7 to, three to, seven who to who Utah. Lost
1: to Illinois, who lost to Bowling Green. But Stanford just lost by 50 points. Minnesota walked into the okay. Raw State Stadium and beat Purdue, something that we couldn't do. Alex, they gave up like 16 points for I'm me. just saying. We've had this
0: conversation a thousand 18 times.
1: 18- to 22-year-olds are going to have bad losses. It, you can't
0: punish Michigan State as much if you're not going to punish Oregon and everyone else. But Oregon beat Ohio you State. You have Oregon at three, then punish them. I would love to. Oregon I, beat I just, Ohio State. Alex, that is, we, we've talked about this a thousand but times. Every, but guys, you just keep forgetting that Michigan is ranked in everyone's top ten, and Michigan State beat them. So that's Correct. a top ten win. Correct.
1: Yeah, but, n- but no one cares. Michigan's the only team on here. Michigan, Oklahoma State. But who snap. says Michigan's well, good? Says they we don't, don't know. know. So Michigan is, and Oklahoma State are like the only teams that have like don't really have a quality win. Oklahoma State has a better win than Michigan. Michigan doesn't have a quality win. I agree. Correct. Wisconsin? But, sure. Well, now Wisconsin is Wisconsin, average. Wisconsin's
0: so. defense is like top two in the country. Does Ohio State have a good win then? Is Penn State considered uh, good? They're solid. No, Penn State's bad. So Ohio State, State doesn't, doesn't have, have a good, have a good way, win. But, but they have the brand. They've earned that. They earned it. Well, I, I'm sorry. That's they, not that's the, I I test? The brand.
1: I test. No. The, I test. I test is I not test. good. I
0: would say brand test. I test they have not. I don't think. I test
1: good. Ohio State is good. No. Well, no, they're good. Yes. They're good.
0: They're not great. They're good. They're not great.
1: They have like a top 10 offense
0: every single year. Here's a spin zone. They're worse than the last two years. Michigan beat Washington. Washington beat Stanford. Stanford beat Oregon. Oregon beat Ohio State. Michigan is just as good or better than Oregon
1: and Ohio State. No.
0: Based on. They can't score in the red zone. (laughs) What?
1: What did you say? I said the Pac-12 was bad. Correct. And Stanford beat Oregon. We're going to be doing We just Friday. let that
0: go because it's okay because it happened a month ago and everyone forgot. No, we don't. I don't. I have a system where if you just have one loss like that, but you have a really good win, you'll stay where you need to stay. If they but, And if they're as bad as you think, they're going to get blown up by Utah and we won't even discuss this. But right now, they stay at three because they've earned it. They have the best win in the entire country. They're
1: at six on mine. So,
0: yeah, you, well, well, my whole point, point is: you're arguing that Evan doesn't have it in the top ten. You're Evan can't drop okay. Michigan State out of the top 10 on the same yes, principle of Oregon. He can. Yes. Is his rankings. He can because you don't. Yes, but it's I mainly because you don't want to see him in there because you have some weird tiny voodoo jinx thing going on where you think when we're highly ranked, we suck. But it's
1: not well, true. They proved it on college game day. They said it on college game day. Michigan State has the worst win percentage when they're ranked in the top five.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, now they're not in the top five. They're 12 for you. And we'll see what right. they are
1: tomorrow in the college. Rightly program. placed. Briefly. go down to 13. Briefly. Oh got it.
0: Briefly, I have to say I'm a little disappointed in uh, Michigan State because they really did the whole state dirty because now I don't know what the committee's going to do because what was holding us up was the committee thinking we were both good and now Michigan and Michigan State both might plummet because the only reason Michigan was (laughs) hanging around because Michigan State lost and it looked so bad. Now it looks worse. So, that just screwed the whole pooch on the whole state, so we'll wow. see what happens. Purdue's going to be in the top 25 based on what they've done so far. Oh, so.
1: based on what they did, they had Minnesota ranked, and they only had one win over somebody else those little sure ranked. In yeah, so Michigan State's loss will be to a ranked team, so it won't be as bad. Uh, what, a, what a joke this is this. I will say if Well, she's about to put 55 on Purdue, so it's going to be – but not going to be right up for next year. If
0: everyone this. wants to feel better, Michigan State fans, uh, coming from unbiased National Porter Grant, because I am so hammered in on this letdown spot with college kids, this really doesn't change. This loss didn't change my opinion of the Michigan State team that much. I still think they're talented enough to win the rest of the games on their schedule and go to the college football playoff. It would not surprise me if they do. Everything's in France. Does it do Like work?
1: everybody else. Yeah. So... Uh...
0: It's basically the Big Ten East. It's winning your end. For but Big the East. loss, again, we had this argument uh, off the show. Uh, uh, Evan, was that Alex was trying to tell me that the loss for you didn't really affect the like college fo- football playoff outlook. And I told him that 100% does. It
1: doesn't. 100% does.
0: It doesn't if you think about it like you never thought Michigan State was ever good enough to get to the playoff.
1: No, it does because if you're undefeated and like now they the one loss, now everybody's comparing all the one loss teams. But if you're undefeated going to the playoff, you're in no matter what. I mean, no matter what, if you're undefeated, that you in the Big Ten Championship undefeated. There's no question about it. You have one loss. Now you're comparing everybody. I'd, I still
0: would safely say the one
1: loss Big Ten champ is going to go.
0: I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, but now, no, now yeah, we have right. to compare
1: ourselves to Cincinnati. We have to compare ourselves to Notre That's Dame. That's what Evan and we're said. We're going to go. Notre uh, Dame lost to Cincinnati. Evan, better loss. I don't
0: think Big Ten was getting two teams in with Michigan State with one loss and Ohio State with one loss winning the Big Ten. I, I don't understand. understand. Evan, my point That's that. what Grant thinks. No, no, no. This is my – no, no, no. Evan, this was my point. I, I want to see if you agree. My thought was if Michigan State won out – goes to the Big Ten Championship game, loses to Wisconsin tight. I still think there was a chance for them to backdoor as the four seed into the playoff. Now I think with the Purdue loss, that you can't, you obviously can't. Michigan State does not have the brand to backdoor in the playoff without winning. Oh, what? Well, one lost Big Ten Championship appearing team I think could get in if it's a tight game to Wisconsin. Yeah, if it's Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State. That's such a loser narrative. It's true. It's not true. Look it up. Why was Michigan in the Sugar Bowl in two thousand and twelve or fourteen or whatever it was? Life. Dude, that, the BCS itself was stupid. You can't compare that to the playoff. I, the, if the it com- all comes down to one thing, Grant. It's a harsh reality. It's all about money. It's always well, Alex, down. bad
1: news. It's the same thing's going to happen this year when uh, Michigan goes to the Rose Bowl. Right, go the Rose Bowl the selection because they get to pick. And then the Rose Bowl will take Michigan because of brand. And we won't get to go. Well, it'll
0: just be based on rankings of playoff teams. Nope. Rose Bowl gets to pick. They're the only ones that get their, their discretion. They get to choose. I'm going to have to do mm-hmm. some research into that, writing down the nugget. Who gets to go? To I haven't told me that. Wow, just throw them under the they, bus. And,
1: and they all it. and one one of the criteria is who hasn't been here the longest. Yeah, because if you haven't been there the longest, they're going to bring in more money because more fans are going to want to go. Real, it's all about money. I have to do some research. And I Can't would, wait! Can't I wait, would, wait for that Capital One Bowl and Michigan's in the Rose Bowl. I will, the well, well we I like get to go to the Peach Bowl against Pitt. That's a projection about that. That'd be a sweet ten-hour drive down.
0: <laughs> would be. I mean, maybe it'd be cheaper. I'll report back after that. <laughs> it'd be
1: 100% cheaper. <laughs> I
0: already looked at Pasadena flights and, uh, yeah. Don't There's be- a comma
1: in there, or so I'm probably out.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't know how I'm going to swing that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not going
0: to happen. <laughs> people start advertising the podcast and start paying us hundreds of thousands
1: of dollars. It, it, it would be a legendary, an absolute legendary story if we just got in somebody's car and said we're out there. It would be cool. All right.
0: Yeah, that's right well, speaking of the playoff and all that, we'll get to some games that both these teams need to win to have a shot for New Year's Six Bowls. The first one we have on the docket is Michigan State versus Maryland. 4 p.m. on Fox. Uh, announcers,
1: Evan. Announcers. Ooh, I'm projecting. Oh, what are the other games on Fox that week? Gus is in Baylor. Oh, I hope we get Joe Davis. I think we will. Joe Davis and Brock Hurd. Please. Um,
0: Michigan State, minus 12.5 point favorites. Over under 62.5. Sound the alarms. That's the highest over under. Hammer the over. It's the highest over under I've read this year, I believe. And it is not a Big Ten football buffet. Hopefully the weather is good in East Lansing for them to have a chance.
1: It is not. It is a chance of snow and a high of 39 that day with winds up to 50 miles per hour. You
0: don't love that for a quarterback who's Hawaiian with the last name Tagavaloa. That doesn't seem like a good recipe. This
1: game's gonna suck.
0: Um, what are your guys' nuggets going into this matchup?
1: You know, number First one. Thing, Alex, I wanna s I want to speak one thing before you even absolutely <laughs> just ramble on. Spin zone, four o'clock game, tailgate opens at nine, seven hours of drinking. <laughs>
0: I don't want to remember You've this got player. to pump it up. You've got to pump it, it up. If your, there's a – Your actual game analyst. Uh, no, I was going to actually say, if there's a game to get absolutely blitzed for the for the game, oh. it's this one. It <laughs> is this one because because who cares to watch it? It's going to be gross. Um, keys to the game, number one, I would love to see our pass defense be a little bit better than last week. That's not um, crazy talk. That's just what I would like to see. Two, I'd like to see some pressure on the quarterback make Maryland uncomfortable. You know, classic coach-speak things that I would like to see. Um, And then three, this feels like if Kenneth Walker is going to get to New York and have a chance to win a Heisman Trophy, he needs to go bananas in this game. Needs it. Needs it bad. I mean, 200-plus yards is what I need from Kenneth Walker in this game. Maryland's rush defense. Oh, Evan, I got some stats for you. Uh Uh-oh. I hope it's in my favor. Maryland has given up. Gave up 166 yards to Ohio State, a whopping 326 to Minnesota, and 204 to Indiana's anemic rushing this offense. This is the game for uh, Kenneth Walker. I just wrote Ken- oh. Oh. Kenneth Walker should feast. Yeah, he needs to. This is a Heisman. But it's not a Heisman game because it's not a high profile game, but stat pattern, this is it. They uh, they did only allow 93, I think, to Penn State, but Penn State has a really terrible running back by committee, so I don't think that that means anything for Maryland. I don't think they figured anything out, I'll say that. Uh, also, on the opposite side of the trenches, they have not rushed for over 100 yards in their last five games, so wow. they are not going to run the football. I will but say that this. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Michigan State's going to play anymore? Uh, the other team is going to throw
1: the ball forty
0: plus times. You can just book it, chip it, send it, guarantee it. Now, the reason I was so nervous about the weather, I was intrigued by it, uh, I do think this game could be a little closer than Michigan State fans want going into like the third quarter, third middle of the third. Because now again, weather maybe it all goes to crap. But Maryland, from watching, I just watched the Penn State game because I thought, oh, what better way to preview is I just watched the two teams, our teams play. They played each other last week. So Maryland Penn State was seven to six at the half. And honestly, in the third quarter, Maryland had a chance to take the lead and, like, should have won the game. They fumbled a snap, uh, like a exchange, sh- like McCarthy and Corum, uh, in the red zone. And then Penn State got it. And they still made it 14-14 to in the fourth quarter, even with that turnover. So did lose 31-14. Also, Penn State got a pick six in desperation time. I mean, I really watched the highlights today, and the game just got away from Maryland. They were in the game the whole way. Maryland has a really athletic tight ends. And their QB is the most prolific stat guy in the Big Ten. Now, he's also turnover-prone. So, he's, he's like... He threw five picks against Ohio State. He has nine uh, interceptions. Iowa. Nine. Iowa. That's yeah, it. that was their bad game of the year. Right. Um, nine interceptions on the year for Talia Takavaloa. But I will say this. The kid does make plays. He's athletic like Adrian Martinez, but he's a much better thrower of the football. Uh, he doesn't throw the ball downfield a lot. They do a lot of dink and dunk type stuff. But, I mean, he is a top 10 yards quarterback in the country. He's the number one yards quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh, he slings it a lot. And they like they know what they're doing passing the ball offensively. And I think that will help them hang in the game. But, obviously, their defense is atrocious. And I think that ultimately will knock them out of the game. Um, I'll open up to you, Evan, if anything, before we get into predictions and
1: our meters. Um, I 100% agree with like Alex's points. I would like to see turnovers. Um. Field position battle, and then clearly, if this is has to be a Kenneth Walker like time of possession, like I you want to feed him the ball, and you don't see their offense on the field for much. You always want to be
0: like Michigan for a game. I, I want to feed the ball yeah. to Kenneth Walker all game long, like a boring like over, phone and move. over and over and over and over again and
1: again. And I can't imagine it's like, not gonna work.
0: And I always like, just heard Brooks do the Herb Brooks in a uh, Miracle again, again. No, I'm not doing that.
1: But so, I love the is on the road in Big Ten games, Maryland has given up 117 points.
0: Which is like, what, three? And they've only
1: scored 53. Okay. They're not going on the road then, it sounds like. And that's only three
0: road games. Okay, but that's Ohio State and Iowa. Like, two of their worst performances of the season.
1: Whoa! <laughs> no, they played at home against Iowa, just so you know.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Yep. That was a Friday night home Friday game. Friday Maryland night. was
0: buzzing, and they got absolutely... Pista. Yeah, I was at a field, I was at Fieldhouse that one night. I told the story. we were just watching the Me, Luke and I were watching the TV, going, "Oh, Iowa scored again and
1: again and again." <laughs> yes. So I think advantage Michigan State. It's the thirteen point spread, way too high.
0: So I, I will say though. Oh wait, what do you mean too high? Like.
1: Like, maybe let's a cover the 13-point spread.
0: I'm, I'm leaning that way, too. I don't think my prediction actually has them covering because maybe MSU will backdoor. I also think this whole secondary injury issues that we're not going to know about is going to play a big factor because, obviously, against a team that's going to throw the ball 65 times, you're going to want your best players out there. So, hopefully, for Michigan State's sake, Ron Williams is healthier and not just an emergency cornerback. Um, would you like to hop into our predictions and
1: must-win meters?
0: Okay. Alex? I'm ready for it. Must win. It's a must win. Makes sense. You need to win. I mean, much more than you needed to win last week. This one, really, you need to win. Uh, Prediction? I do think it'll be high scoring, but I don't know (laughs) if it's going to hit the over on the 62.5. Because I think Michigan State is going to try to T.O.P. it. You know, time of possession, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Thirty. Five
1: thirty-eight 38, to
0: 24. My math Cover. Over. Uh, this is a— oh, f- Just under, by half a point. This is fire defensive quality control assistant upon loss. Prediction, though, Michigan State 40, Maryland 21. Mm. No. Oh. Sorry. I, on the ride home day, I changed it. I forgot to write that down. Michigan State 40, Maryland 28. Sorry.
1: 40, 28, who do they really cover? Good for them. Um, Backdoor. This is a fire. <laughs> I'm going to gonna. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say it. This is fire Jay Johnson upon a loss if he does not give Kenneth Walker 32 handoffs.
0: Handoffs or just touches?
1: Handoffs. Handoffs.
0: Common folks.
1: 32 handoffs. He should have 32, at least 32 rush attempts after this game. I'll be irate if he doesn't. Honestly, I don't so think. fire he, him upon loss. I don't think he'll get
0: to 32. We'll see you, Jay. We'll be absolutely disgusted Because it will doesn't. be up by too much
1: at that point. He won't need it. <laughs> oh! No. You could just give him like 23, Man, 25 not, in the first half. And we don't have to worry about it. Home game, coming off a loss. Yeah, this is oh, this MSU alert somebody's seen with a gun on campus. Good to know. Okay, Evan down. Um, safe out there Spartans. Um Masquerade. I have it 38 to 26. That's almost the same as me. But not, you have them But now cuz I ha- Alex, I had it in my head before you spoke and then you spoke and I was going to change it and say no, I'm sticking to my score right. prediction. 38 24 38 26 and 40 to 28. Yeah. Only I, I have to dog it.
0: They cover the weather gonna cover the weather might mess up my prediction if the weather is snowing then you can scratch my prediction <laughs> okay now we move to the noon game but not big noon kickoff The ABC kickoff Michigan at Penn State Sean McDonald um hold your butts guys it is a no. help- it's a helmet-stripe-the-stadium game. You, we have like I, saw the,
1: I saw their like plan to do that. This is the lamest thing I've ever seen. It's um,
0: pretty lame. Yeah, I'm not intimidated by it at all. If if you mean, like, you mean the guy in the Navy? Just, yeah, it's yeah, just boy. one little butthole stripe of navy. So that yes. in that one row that's all wearing Navy. Uh, think hey, feeling, guys. I think it's feeling really stupid. Uh, it's a noon game. Think the heavens that we don't play there at night. I still have nightmares and cold sweats of Mo Bamba uh, in my mind. Did Evan give us announcer positions? Who do you think? Oh, I actually wanted to ask who was Michigan State's announcer this week? I don't remember. Michigan State's? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be. I think it was Dave Pash, and I don't know who the. the I think the Dave Pash and that other weird guy that does. I don't know where he goes. Dusty comes Dorvichek. From. Yeah. You're like, who's Dorvicek? Yeah.
1: Dusty Dorvicek. No, I think it will be that. Bob Lashuzian and Dan Orlowski. They've had like 15 Michigan games this year. Well,. They There's haven't. Only they haven't in a while. ESPN people. They haven't but in a they while. The always do a new
0: game too. So no, I think it's gonna be a bigger crew than that. Well, no, we'll no, no offense, no offense. Um, we'll be drinking. Penn State is a minus 0.5 favorites, which I don't at that point just call it a pick on. It changed to minus one. Oh, breaking news! Ding ding ding! Penn State minus Oops. one. The disrespect for Michigan. I'll play that card. Let's do it. Over under forty on the road. <laughs> over <laughs> disrespect. Over under forty eight and a half. Uh, just right in the smack dab middle there of your over-unders. Some stats for you to just chew on here of Penn State. Penn State is allowing is scoring 27 points per game. Uh, overall, that's 78th out of 130 teams in the country. Now, when you go to conference play, they're only scoring 22 points per game. And they've allowed 16.7 points per game, which is 10th out of 130. So they're scoring defense. is top 10 in the country, playing solid defense. Um, now, here's the thing, though. Like, we just talked about Maryland not running the ball. Against Illinois, OSU, and Maryland, they average two yards per carry. They simply can't run the football, uh, which is crazy because I was told Noah Kane was a good running back going in the season. And James Franklin is so overrated. He's just – they're just um, – He's just, a leader of the men. They have this running back by committee that's super gross that we talked about to start the year how we don't like. Like, no guy gets in rhythm. Um, they – and now rushing the ball. So now, like I did with Maryland, they gave up 110 yards rushing to Iowa, 357 to Illinois. I don't know how that happened. They ran the ball like 60 times. And 164 to OSU because uh, OSU is more balance, but still 164 to OSU, and OSU is not grounded pounding you to die. Are you saying that Michigan's going to run for 500 on Saturday? Well, Blake Horne's hurt, so oh. we don't know. Uh, that's going to factor in heavily in this game. Injuries are going to be huge in this game. Now, now here's a thing that's keeping me, making me feel better. Penn State's defense has recorded a turnover in every single game this year, and has had multiple in at least five games. So, that based on what I, good. yes, because what I've seen from Michigan is they can overcome those. Like those turnovers are kind of lucky sometimes. There's no rhyme or reason unless it's like a really great pick by a guy. I trust Cade McNamara and Hassan Haskins to hold on to the football in this game because they're grown men and they're seniors. And Well, Hassan is. Cade's not. Cade plays like a senior. He's just a game manager. doesn't turn the ball over. I think they're not going to bail out Penn State with the, that turnover advantage that they get in games. And I think that's going to work in Michigan's favor. Uh, so protecting the ball is massive. That's pretty much it. I mean, again, I told you, Penn State did not impress me against Maryland. They did impress me a little bit against Ohio State. Uh, if Sean, if we get Sean Clifford, Ohio State, it could be a little dicey because he made some big time throws in that game. But basically, this just comes down to cl- clamping one guy, and it's Jahan Dotson. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. You just have to key on him. Very good player. Unbelievable player.
1: Well, you actually've
0: been telling me all year he's not that good. You haven't heard anything about him and you haven't seen a single highlight. And then guess him. what? So the it weeks. looks like it sounds like you actually decided to look and watch him and you realize he's pretty good. The week I said it, he had a career game. Yeah, he's a really so good So now player. his numbers are inflated from like having two hundred and fifty yards in a game against Maryland. And he's really good. Which thinks we'll, we'll see what he does. I'll get my eyes all over Jahan Dotson this week. Must win meter, unless Evan, you got a some keys. To James the game. Franklin's hate hour? <laughs>
1: Um, I do absolutely hate James Franklin. I think he's one of the most Add overrated the coaches list. in college football. Rand McCaffrey, uh, Tom, Allen. Tom Allen, and now I hate Tom Frank Allen more than James Franklin, but I hate James Franklin. That, yeah. I oh, hate he's just that. completely overrated. Yes. Is that Sean Clifford's right? overrated. Um, the only thing that Penn State really has going for them right now is that their defense is Good. solid. There's some NFL players on this, and they're playing at home. Like if this was in Ann Arbor. I think it would be a bloodbath. Um, but I think it's a complete reverse. Um, it's not going to be a bloodbath. Bloodbath. Um, I just. Do I, do I trust Michigan football on the road? Yep. You do because of Wisconsin. Must win meter, Evan. Must win meter. It should be a must win because they only have one loss on the year. And your prediction. And you don't lose to the worst teams. Score prediction. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Hmm. do I stick with my guns and go what I said at the beginning of the season? Or do I change my stick with those guns. He did. I stuck with my I should've stuck with my guns against the Purdue game. I did say that earlier that Michigan State was Purdue. Um I just I, I just don't think Penn State's that good. I just really don't. Michigan has to win this game. It's just gonna be a big ten buffet. That's I got Michigan twenty, Penn State eighteen. Ooh. Don't ask me how they got to 18 That might
0: be origami. Oh, yeah, um Now here's I'm going to help people out with how to think about this. Remember, I told you guys that after the Michigan State loss, Michigan fan Grant, whenever it was a big game, was always going to think Michigan's going to blow it. We'll get lucky for them. This is not one of those puke in your mouth big games. Like historically over Harbaugh's tenure, when Penn State and Wisconsin are having down years, Michigan beats them and usually pretty handily. And I would consider this a down year for Penn State. They don't look that good. Like Evan said. Uh, But, yes, it is at Penn State. It is at noon, which kind of helps, obviously. Uh, It's a must-win. No firings happening because the Ohio State game is still out there, and that can save your whole season, sadly, when it comes to Michigan, the state of the program. So you will not fire anyone. You'll want to. You really will. I'll want to. But I'll remember, well, if they beat Ohio State. Uh, So it's a must-win. And it's Michigan 31. It's Penn State 21. Uh, I don't trust Michigan. Sorry. Been going back and forth on this. I don't like either team. I don't feel good about picking either team. Um, So when that is the case, I'm usually just side with the home team and side with the team that maybe is more healthy. I don't know the health of Michigan's team. Looks like they got pretty dinged up against Indiana, as Grant has mentioned. So I'll take the home team. And I guess... uh, a push in the game. I'll go 21-20, Penn State. I'd like to ask one question, and I'm not going to argue with you.
1: I'm sure you won't.
0: Because I, I know Michigan has blown a lot of games like this in the past. but So their win against Wisconsin earlier in the year didn't change your mind? Because this feels like a very similar scenario to me. No.
1: Graham Mertz looked horrendous in that game. No. No, that didn't change my mind about the program with Michigan.
0: No. All right. You gotta you gotta prove it more than just one game well, against uh. I will three tell you sports. this then, as pod listeners, this win for Michigan will feel extra sweet knowing the disrespect that is out there on this podcast. Am I disrespecting Michigan? By picking the one point favorite to win by one point? Am I disrespecting them to think they're gonna go into Happy Valley and win after what I've seen in the last five, six years? Yeah, because you're a smart guy and you know college football, and we all know here that Penn State's really not that good. They lost to Illinois, so like Michigan should win this game by double digits. Is Michigan really that good? No, they're a good team, though. And I don't think Penn State's good. So Penn State's not good. Penn State is an We're average We're in the boat that Penn State is not good. Penn State is an average football team because good teams do not lose to Illinois. They're an average team. Michigan's good because they've beat every team that was definitely beneath them. Does Penn State have the best win between the two programs? Sound logic. No. Would they beat? Auburn? Them? No. Week two. Prime time. Bo Nix is garbage. He, you could say that all you want. He's having a pretty good year. They have four losses, so no. Four losses? Yeah, yes. Who? They just lost this weekend again. Auburn? Yes. I think they have three. We're splitting hairs. Well, I would just say that uh, Wisconsin also does. So, what, what, that's a terrible argument. Wisconsin has also lost three games. Who's on the road, though? I'm just saying you can't definitively tell me that Penn State is a bad team and that Michigan's a good team. No, no, no. Again, stop twisting my words. They're an average team. They're not bad. They're not good. They are an average college football team. We'll see. We will, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'll celebrate. I'll send you some tweets. You don't need to. No, if, I, will.
1: If I picked a team to win by one point in a pretty close game where Vegas even set the line at one point.
0: And you're telling me I'm disrespecting Michigan because Mm -hmm. I'm picking against them for the first time Mm -hmm. this whole season. There felt some disrespect and disdain in your voice. that you're almost mad at the world that Purdue upset Michigan State. So you said, know what, Michigan, you're Mm. getting upset. Yeah, Michigan's two biggest wins Mm. this year, Ohio State losing and Michigan State losing. Congrats, man. Biggest win was Wisconsin. No, you heard me. Well, objectively speaking, yes, Purdue beating Michigan State was massive because now it makes Michigan alive. They're like, that Undertaker gift in the casket – Opening it back up, like not dead yet, till Saturday. ho, oh, yes, I can't wait. Let's go. Let's go.
1: <laughs> You're gonna have to cut that. Maybe you I'll said just You it. going to swear on this podcast?
0: Yeah, guess what? Censor. Okay.
1: I knew I could Now so we can true. we
0: can come down from that high. Um, I wanted to give everyone, uh, you know, a five-minute, two-minute, whatever segment here, just to talk about what you've seen from the Red Wings and Pistons early on this season. Because I don't want to ignore them. We're about what nine games in or so for each team, ten games in. Evans clapping. Wings kick us off. Wing fan. Evan. Can Bertuzzi just get it done so he can play in Canada? Evan. Come on. Well, I don't
1: think this is gonna not gonna win. Win. <laughs> We're getting outscored nine to one versus Montreal, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, because he's not playing. Nah. We we might be we're not nine. there
1: yet. Our team is not there yet. We are more competitive. We're faster. We're more skillful. We don't have all of Ken Holland's washed-up guys on the team anymore. We're um, Lucas Raymond's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's leading all rookies in points. Sire won NHL Rookie of the Month for September.
0: Mm. Um, so when's the Stanley Cup coming to Detroit?
1: Give it three years. Oh, God, Evan, I'm not that patient. Well, you're going to have to be more patient because we're going to have to get more prospects. We have to draft well, and then we have to hit on a couple free agencies. Remember when you lied to all of us and said Jack Eichel would be a Red Wing? Well, I, there was a very good chance. Well, and He's not. Vegas Just Vegas threw the back at him because Vegas is the LA Rams of hockey. They don't care about their draft picks. They the, don't care about who they draft.
0: The Red Wings for. are making the playoffs this season.
1: Uh, that's, I, mean, that's too hard to that's I don't
0: hot. think so. Why? They're one out of the last spot right now. That is flaming and hot And guess what? Spicy right guess there. what? Well, I'll we reevaluate a quarter of the way through the season. But right now, Tyler Bertuzzi, fifth in the league in points. Lucas Raymond, forget the rookie of i And talk. not playing in Canada. Luke, Lucas Raymond, seventh in the league in points. 19 yeah. years old. It's early, but yeah. Seventh in the league in points.
1: I don't know if Lucas Raymond can hold it up with Stanit. Um, if Tyler Bertuzzi can stay healthy, he has a chance to withstand it. But he's losing out on a lot of games, Evan. But playing. Lucas Roman is scoring – uh, I'm not saying all of his goals. He's scoring a good chunk of his goals on the power play. So it means he's getting available and he's burying it into the back of the net. Is. He is.
0: He drops to that one knee on the one-timers and it is erotic. Guys.
1: And So now everyone has to have their faith in the Wiseman plan because he drafted both of those guys when they were questionable picks and they're working so far. Yeah, I, I, is, I have no complaints. Plan i am all trusting. Okay, so Alex, hey, we missed out on Jack Eichel. Like, well, Johnny Hockey is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. So, uh, still, you know, maybe still I'm crossing my fingers
0: game. for that. Now, guys, I have a serious question. Okay.
1: No, I have not watched a second of the Pistons this year because I don't care to watch bad basketball.
0: Is Jeremy Grant ever going to cool. reach uh, what he was last year, or is he just a lost cause? I mean, he scored over 20 points in one half, so I say he's not slowing down that much.
1: He's had a couple bad games in a row. What's this team is they haven't played since the We've next had eight game. Eight bad
0: right. games. <laughs> Correct. I don't know. He just doesn't look, you know, that good. You want a hot take? I still have not walked back my take that they'll make the playing game. I will reassess when we're twenty five percent of the way in. I refuse to change my thoughts. Nine games into the season, they've had one of the toughest NBA schedules of any team. It's a bloodbath of a who's who of the Eastern Conference. So once we start beating up on the bad teams of the there league, aren't the- that many bad teams? There are. No, we are that team. No, we're just playing the good teams. In three of them, we Why didn't Why can't have... we play the Lakers?
1: We can't we play the Lakers like 15 times? We I think we probably lose 12 of them.
0: Oh, jeez, dude. The Lakers are booty. Guys, are... you're going to have to ev- eventually look in the mirror and realize, like, we're the bad team teams look forward to playing. No.
1: We, I don't think we played the Pelicans yet.
0: Nope, we have not. We are better than the Rockets, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Spurs, the Thunder. The Magic yeah, pretty decent. Look, I love the kid, but I'm not scared like (laughs) Sadiq Bey and Jeremy Grant can guard Franz Wagner, okay? Like, that's not going to be a problem. The Rockets, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Spurs, the Thunder, the Pacers. I'll even throw in the Timberwolves. I'm not scared of their stars. Isaiah Stewart will clamp Cat. Those teams, better than. Michigan, uh, Michigan.
1: The Pistons will not make the playoffs. They will
0: not make the playing game, and I will stand by that. I won't go there yet. Still haven't seen enough.
1: Good news. We play the Rockets. Yeah. One verse eight, versus one, verse nine on Wednesday.
0: Jalen Green, Wednesday night. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Um, also, now I just want to clear up some things for that whole Cade's a bus talk, Cade can't shoot talk. Uh, I had to go. F- I was a little nervous for a little bit. I was like, Why does he? Why can't he shoot? I watched him at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State play forever. You guys want to hear Kobe Bryant's first couple games in, in the NBA to make yourself feel better? don't need you sure. to, to feel better. Zero yeah. points, one point, five points, ten points, two points, two points, six points, four points. So Cade's already registered 17 and 18. Now he hasn't been shooting efficient, efficiently, but at least he's doing the thing, so don't be worried.
1: Let well, also watch yeah, that first. Yeah, Cade is coming off of like an ankle injury. So like, if mm-hmm. you have an ankle injury and you're not shooting, it's going to be a little bit of adjustment.
0: Maybe that base on the jump shots, not feeling as tight as it needs to be. Yeah, and he's not in game shape yet. Oh, he stays game ready. He's always in game shape,
1: Alex. He's also He's a va there. He there is no there is no game shape for the NBA. Ah, Especially the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is. Let's get
0: guards just a minute and save and leave. I wanna see them play on the, the, the big boy squad. They're sweet on the cruise.
1: Alright, well that's your Oh my gosh, that Wednesday game is on ESPN at seven thirty. Jalen Green. There's a little beef there. I hope there's a fun Can you imagine the national media being like, we have to watch a 1-8-1 in a <laughs> basketball game like, wincing, like, on Wednesday night time NBA? Speaking you know, of a game, Evan, you can watch on ESPN. What game are you watching yeah. tomorrow, Evan? Butler. 7 o'clock, Madison Square Garden. The unranked Spartans face I think the third ranked. Yeah. Kansas not just I believe they But Jalen, Jalen Wilson
0: classic. Jalen Wilson caught a DUI so I think he's supposed to be good so that'll help you guys out a little bit. I don't think it'll help us out that much. Well, we don't – we notoriously don't win these games. I was there for it last year, folks, I can attest. You were not there last year. The year before? Was it two, two years, years ago, ago now? Yes. Yep. That's last year two years we ago. We played at Duke we for Duke the Duke Champions was, yeah. we won. Oh, so it wasn't an MSG last year? No, there was COVID. There was no fans. Well, I the last time that Champions Classic at MSG, my butt was in attendance, and I can tell you, yes, I can confirm that Michigan State did not win that game. They played well, though. Tyrese Naxie just kind of went yeah. off on the main stage. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the classic Michigan State basketball Twitter to severely overreact if Michigan State loses on Tuesday. Can't wait. Can you guys give me as a, for myself as a guy that's not, I'm not having dove in deep into this Michigan State team this year. I, I, do, I do know a lot, though, because I'm a loser and I follow their team as well, partially because of podcasts, partially because I love college basketball. Um, but pretend I don't know anything about this team. What are some storylines that I should be focused on In the beginning parts of the season before we really turn our full attention to college basketball.
1: Question number one, has Michigan State found its point guard? Last year they did not have
0: a point guard that was worth a bleep. This year they brought in Tyson Walker. Hopefully
1: he uh,
0: makes it. Bro, you were talking about A.J. Hogard to me the other day. A.J. Hogard (laughs) is a different basketball player and he is going to be a weapon on this basketball team. I was throwing up. I'll die on the A.J. Hogarth hill. I think he takes a huge jump. Oh, I cannot here. wait to come back to this hill and just bury you six feet under.
1: Quote, quote, 740-11-8-2021, Alex. I will die on the A.J. Hogarth <laughs> What a shitty hill to die on. Flip.
0: You'll see. <laughs> I, Have you I, seen his hair? I think it's funny that you guys are just writing off a kid that played one season as an 18-year-old in the middle of a pandemic, and you automatically think he's just garbage.
1: No, it's it's, it's right. wild. It's no, 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 no. This kid can't shoot. And he doesn't know how to play defense, though. So I have witnessed it with my eyes. He can't guard a kid on Fair State or Grand Valley.
0: Look, we'll see. Our reality is
1: reckless. We'll see. <laughs> I witnessed it already. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, Cassius Winston. I'm I went to the going open practice. I went to the open practice. Yes, I'm a loser. Siren. Open practice. <laughs> Don't hurt me. I mean, I'm not they saying go, he's going to be a superstar. They do the shoot around warm up drill. All guards are shooting threes in the corner. You know what AJ Hogar did every single time. Probably a catch player. one dribble in. He's shooting a twelve foot jump shot. You are a Division One basketball player. You're gonna have to figure out how to shoot from deep. I'm sorry. Well,
0: and if not, you better be the best defender and best passer in the country. He has yes. three years to get better. But I'm talking about this year. Ah, uh, he he'll will, be better than last this year. I'm talking about this year. He will be better you than will, last. He can't
1: get any worse. Can't get any worse. He will be better.
0: Alex, I just want to hear He will clear, be in the planner. Clearly, I think it's, it is reckless for Evan to be like, oh, there's no chance. But it's also reckless to be like, he's going to be good and I'll die on that hill. Like, that's also reckless. I
1: think he'll have a good Michigan State basketball career.
0: It's just as reckless to say that as it for us to be out on him after what we saw last year. We'll see. We will. I'm excited. He sucks. He sucks. Um, so your point guard situation, Evan, your storyline for Michigan State going into the season.
1: Storyline, can the role player seniors step up when they're needed the most?
0: So and they previous are previous
1: years, Gabe Brown and Brown. Marcus Bingham have been just role players. Holy cow. My TV just turned on. <laughs> I
0: was like, what is that? Blue?
1: It did turn blue. Uh, role players. And now they are going to be asked to demand minutes and score the ball when we can't score. Um, Marcus Bingham, a little bit more talented than Gabe Brown offensively, solely based off of the position. I don't know if Gabe Brown can develop his own shot. And I don't know if Mark Sviggins is consistent enough where he's not going to do something stupid, where he's going to get pulled from the game.
0: Okay. So older guys, vets, we have point guard. Um, give me best player on the team. Max Christie.
1: And most important. It's Max Christie, and it's Max not close. even going to be close. Yeah. It will not be close. You're going to watch the first game, and I've already watched two exhibition games. He's the most talented offensive player on this team. Okay. I think he can be one of the top
0: players in the Big Ten after this year.
1: He wipes the floor with how efficient our offensive game skill is. So, I'm glad we have him then.
0: And then, get a little sweaty here, you know, like there's a best player, and then also, can you give me like a most important slash the glue guy player that you think is going to be the guy? Malik Hall.
1: I think he'll be significant because he can score the basketball, and he just needs to be a better defending the basketball. But he can hit threes. He has good moves towards the hoop,
0: and our big men are shaking. But, Evan, you can go with my f- least favorite player on the team, but maybe I'll enjoy him this year. Do it. You're
1: talking about Joey Hauser. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he is, the one, he is probably the most important team. person on the team. I'm not saying he's the glue guy, but he's the most important. You have to develop scoring now that three of our top four scorers are gone. He is the leading scorer returning, and you have to develop – Or you have to generate scoring from a post player type. He can shoot. Um, It's just a matter of he can he stay on the court without making as many mistakes. Got him. Got him. I I, I have witnessed now that they have experience with different uh, lines. So I don't know if Tom will have to. Or will attempt to put Enjoy in, in those situations of the defensive isolations like he had to last year.
0: I was gonna say he's probably gonna have him in when he can hide him in the corner on defense
1: where he doesn't have to do anything. With he, the current rotation of the first two games, uh Marble and uh, Marble Hogard, and then Malik Hall is like the first guy off the bench. And when Malik comes in, he goes to the three, he goes to the wing, he doesn't come in for the four. So, we're a little bit bigger in some situations. So, Joey doesn't have to guard like a post player if he doesn't have to. Play a matchup zone with Joey Hauser in. That's okay, Alex. That he's, he's bad.
0: Um, Michigan side for basketball. Oh, Who's the best player?
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was about to rip into you, Alex. I was about to rip into you. About what? You, you just said Joey Hauser was bad, and then you're ridiculing Grant and I talking about AJ Hogarth. It was his first year. I said Joey Hauser's year. a bad
0: defender. I think he has much more promise than A.J. Hogar. I'd like to say that on the record. Okay,
1: thank you. Go ahead, Grant. I'm sorry. I no. apologize for interrupting you. No, I like it. I like the,
0: the, the net the passion that Michigan State basketball invokes in you guys. Um Michigan's biggest storyline to watch going into the start of the season would be I would say, from what I saw in the exhibition, does Musa Diabate carve out a role quickly like Hunter Dickinson did? as a freshman last year. like We saw how Austin Davis started and it was pretty clear uh, that Hunter Dickinson was a better player and he got inserted. I'm curious to see how that evolves minutes-wise for Musa, being a talented freshman. Um, Best player, Hunter Dickinson. Most important player would be Eli Brooks still, I would say. Just the the glue guy of the team. Um, Their starting five is pretty down pat. It's just going to be how deep can they be with new wild cards off the bench. I'm most excited, I guess, to see Caleb Houston play to see if the shooting that he's supposed to have uh, lives up to the hype. How good he'll be overall, and then I want to end with for this is our expectations, so we can get our expectations on record for both teams and see how they change throughout the year. So, what are your guys' expectations for Michigan State basketball this season? You can go regular season, conference, that's tourney. do like at regular season. I have my answer. Where you're going to finish regular season, a conference tournament? Are you good enough to make a run? Do you want? The, do you expect them to make a run in the conference tournament? And then.
1: You know, March. How is March going to go?
0: I mean, I want you to go first. My projection is hopefully,
1: fingers crossed, finish in the top five in the Big Ten. Um, I think we're like, as on paper right now, I'd say we're like the fifth best team. Um, Regular season. Well, that was regular season, finished fifth. Uh, Big Ten tournament. I see them. I see them could, they could get to the conference championship it's all about who you play in matchups but like semifinals and then in the big dance probably like a five or six probably somewhere between five and eight maybe and then just gets to the second weekend I don't think we're as talented as some teams out there but also when your football team is so good um, Hmm. you not only pay attention to basketball right now so I don't know enough information Um, we're not as talented a team as last year and we barely got in so Those non-conference games are going to be huge. Alex, we are not as talented as last year.
0: Based on Aaron Henry, I mean, no one got drafted from the team last year. So
1: Henry gone, Langford gone, Length, Rocket Watts gone. I love Langford; he was a walking. Alex, we lost three of our four leading scorers. Your leading scorer to lead this Michigan State team out—that I had to stare at every single game. Leading scorer, returning scorer, nine points, Joey Hauser. Leading rebounder, Joey Hauser. Assist per game, A.J. holberg
0: Evan, would you take Max Christie over Aaron Henry?
1: Mm, no. Alex, I – I like Max Christie is very talented offensively. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to say yeah. That's respectful. But I Aaron watched Aaron Henry, runs Henry runs put, the put the entire team on his back wow. last year down the line. I just just remember his terrible, terrible ending to the season, and it just makes me mad. Remember the Illinois the Ohio Ohio State He did not box out. He didn't box
0: out, and he took a disgusting isolation jumper to try to win the game. When Max Christie drops 25 against Ohio State or Purdue, then we can have this talk. He's probably going to score over 20 against Kansas on Tuesday tomorrow.
1: Like, teams are eventually just going to double-team Max Christie, and we're going to have the, oh, no, what do we do? And they're just going to throw it to somebody at the end of the shot clock, and they're it. What do you mean? Hogarth's uh,
0: going to dunk from the free throw line. I think, dude, I'm not saying he's even going to start. I'm just saying he's going to be better this year, and he's going to be in the rotation, and, and you're not going to puke every time you see him. Who? Who are you talking about? Hogarth. Hogarth. I puke every time I see him. I think Michigan State is better at point guard this year. I think Max Christie is a huge addition. On I think Jade Nakins is a nice addition. They're winning the, win the big, big Ten. I think the big men are going to be better. I think Bingham will take a step. I don't not, know. We don't. We're Brown. not deep
1: enough on on Donald.
0: Michigan State they will not win the Big Ten, but I think they'll finish top four in the Big Ten, so one better than what Evan said. So I think they'll have a double buy. Uh, Big Ten tournaments. No, no reason to even try to predict that. It's all about matchups. Come on, let's so, have fun. You, if what if Michigan State is playing a team for the third time? It, you know, it's just,
1: I'm not getting into that. lose to Maryland again this year? I'm gonna throw up.
0: Um, I expect them
1: to be, be uh, good. Like a top six seed in the tournament, and it's Sweet Sixteen or bust. This is if you, you know, want to call yourself a blue blood program, it's Sweet Sixteen or bust every season. So. Anything less than that, I'm disappointed every year. So I want to be in the Sweet 16. I expect him to get there.
0: All right. Michigan, Big Ten Rare Season Champions, semifinal minimum in the conference tournament, and national championship game appearance are the expectations going into the year. Two two banners minimum. When you were doing your weird whistle thing when I gave mine, were you trying to say that like I was giving too high of
1: expectations? No. And then meanwhile, you drop a bomb about You're going to the national championship game.
0: let it's not. Well, one, no, I wasn't. I was just thinking out loud like six. Okay. I was like thinking how it would go. And then two, it's not hot take. I mean, the, if you look at the I futures market right it's now, they're hot. they're right. They're second. They're right behind Gonzaga to win it all. So, uh, yeah, it, the, the biggest question I could have shown in the storylines is I'm just curious to the edge this Michigan team has because with livers, Wagner. And Shondi Brown, those were like some dudes. Like those were some aggressive dudes that play with a chip on their shoulder. So I'm curious. I don't want this team to be labeled soft. I'm a little worried about that in some aspects. I think Devontae Jones brings some grit. Uh, cool. I think there's some other people that bring grit. So, and I also think the way Juwan Howard coaches practices that that gives some grit. So I think they'll be okay. Um, they might struggle early season, but long term, those are the expectations, and I will be disappointed if they're not met. Lofty. Yep. And that is episode 45, Shot of MS on all social accounts. Uh, Evan's repping the merch, codesapparel.com, C-O-D-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com for all of your Michigan clothing needs with area codes, no codes in them, just the state, Shot of Michigan Sports, the Woodshed merch, now that they return to the Woodshed against Maryland, uh, might want to get by that so it gets there in time for the Penn State game. They even have sweatshirts, yes, for when it's freezing that day. So all that, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, where to listen, like, rate, subscribe, review, follow, all that good stuff. Download the episode, share it with a friend, ask any questions, leave comments. Um, that's pretty much it for episode 45. I'll cheers it out to episode 45 with my last sip. Uh, and my side cheers is to Butler basketball, Alma Mater, kicking off as well tomorrow night, uh, Be grateful that you guys are on ESPN. Butler is on Fox Sports tip-off night, so they're just going to be cutting into games live through as the night goes on. So we'll see what I'm able to see of that game. They only won their exhibition game by five recently. So they'll finish top four in the Big East. That's my hot take for Butler basketball.
1: Cheers to college basketball starting. And still college football remain. Mm. Happy Veterans Day on the Thursday, the 11th. Cheers to all the veterans out there. God God bless
0: Great call Evan.